Okay. Breezy. <laughs> Mo's nose. Season three. Peachy. It's about that time. Everybody turn your TVs on. The Mo's nose. Peachy. Breezy. And fair to God. They keep it nitty gritty when they bring you nine at all. We two gorillas. Silverback. Nah, silver. We know it's busting the discussion because we get it in. Every time you know we grinding. I was eight to ten. We always play to win. The faithful going hard. It's Wayne. Breezy. Peachy. Mo's nose. And fair to God. Let's get it. Nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. Don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. We outline players up and chalk. Nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. Don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. Line is tall. Nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. Everybody, nitty gritty, Niners talk crews in the building. It's your boy Breezy. We got Crystal Peachy B, Mo's nose, fair to God. What's cracking? Season three finally underway, man. It's been the longest <laughs> off season in the world. Give yourselves a round of applause for rocking out with us this whole off season. We'll do the cheer again. Let's go. Let's keep that round of applause going for Breezy and Fair with that intro. Yes. <laughs> He, he didn't even <laughs> let me know that, 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 that the new intro was playing today. I'm, yeah. I'm saying, wait, oh, lyrics? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yo, Let's go. Man. Yeah, Breezy and Fair killed that. Murdered I told Breezy that. I said, man, oh, real. Let me tell you what had happened was, because you know it's about to be a story. So Fair has sent me this verse, right? And I'm sitting here listening to it. I'm like, I'm just going to add it. And then I was like, nah, this motherfucker went way too hard. He was, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. He can't come. Wait, he, uh, never mind. Just forget the story, bro. I'm not even going to tell it. I'm going to mess up some, some words. Anyway, fear, he was by, went, he was yeah, fear went hard on that joint. So I was like, I, I got I to gotta spit another high eight. So we could combine it. I sent it to fear. He gave me the green light. Because yeah. fear, you don't notice, but. I really look up to you when it comes to the lyric game because that's what you do. You know what I'm saying? You're 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 a king in my book when it comes to MCing and lyrically and all that type of stuff. You're an artist. You're a producer. You're everything. So I look up to you. So once he gave me the green light, I'm like, but send it to Peachy real quick. I posted it in the thing. I ain't know if y'all heard it or not. But yo, man, here go Bomber T says the original was better. Oh, nobody, oh, we just had the bomb. I don't even have the bomb sound. But anyway, I love right. it, man. Fair. Thank y'all. Yo, listen, it's Monday. It's Niner Talk time. We got a lot of stuff we got to get into. Yeah. We back on StreamYard, y'all. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> it's definitely foreign. I have no idea <laughs> what the controls are. I got to make people admins. Don't know how to do it yet. I'm I'm learning. I'm learning. Right. All right. right. Uh, when Peachy and I first started, like back in the day, she still had the controls. Like she's she was already in. I'm like, how you getting it for me? So I'm going to figure y'all out. I got y'all. Mm-hmm. So listen, like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. YouTube.com backslash Wayne Breezy. Listen, hit that like button right now. Smash it, flip it, smack it. Do whatever it is you got to do. Long as it's the thumbs up. 
You know what I'm saying? Never the thumbs down, long as it's the thumbs up. Also, you could become a member of the channel, and that would be really cool too, man. For a small monthly fee, you get some cool, you know, perks or whatever, whatnot. All right. Shout out to my man Perk Dog, too, by the way. Follow and subscribe on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash Wayne Breezy. We're airing live on there. Shout out to everybody that got their PS5s and are sending me DMs and instant messages to join the league because we're going to be doing an online Madden league. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to do random teams. So I will not be the 49ers. Moe's maybe the 49ers. I don't know who's going to get the 49ers. Good luck, man. You're going to do random. It's going to be random. All right. Uh, don't forget to follow and on Twitter and Instagram at NGN Talk. All right. Follow and subscribe on Facebook. Nitty Gritty Niners. Miss Debbie is the admin on Facebook. Make sure you go ahead and you go ahead and subscribe to that page over there. Make sure you get inside of that because we're going to be doing some cool weekly giveaways. Those will be back the weekly and the monthlies. That sounded weird to say, but those will be back. We talk about giveaways, so they will be there. You know we love to give stuff away. And that, last but not least, you can shop at www.nittygrittynineshop.com. I have not been able to get into any new designs yet, but I promise you this week, uh-huh. I'm motivated. And you should know why. I'm motivated, guys. I'm motivated. <laughs> All right. That's it. Those are the formalities, man. We banged that out real quick. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I got to find out how y'all days are going. Uh, we're going to end with Peachy because you know she ends the how the day's going segment. Let's start with Fear. Let's go with Moe's, and then we'll end with Peachy real quick. Talk to the people. Uh, day's going good, man. Last uh, week in my old oh, role, I started a new role uh, the first. So just kind of gearing up and finalizing a few things. Got to clean up my desk this week. And, uh, yeah, on to a new role, man. I'm confused on what's going on, but I'm going to bring him in. We got two Moses. Uh, I, hey, somebody take a picture of that. Ah, oh, it's gone. Dang. Oh, no. Dang. Somebody wanted somebody to snap a photo. I was wondering why Moses was stuck in the sip. Uh, he was stuck in the sip position, whatever, what like or whatnot. But it's good. Fear. Fear had a good day, Moses. How was your day, bro? Man, I'm chilling, man. It, it, it's bittersweet. It's my last full week of uh, my paternity leave, so I go back to work next Monday. Mm. Uh, but uh, it's all good. Chilling, chilling out the day, hanging out with the family. You know what I'm saying? Playing video games with the kids, all that good stuff. I'm mad you go back to work, bro. That sucks. Yeah, all right. Man, I mean, it was good, but it sucks at the same time. <laughs> right, right. right. Um, but I'm, I'm glad you were able to, you know, take some time to spend with the family uh, with your paternity leave. I didn't even know men got that till you said that. So whenever I go back to work, I'm definitely going to ask for paternity leave for my two kids that I had <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> How? I don't know. I'm going to figure it out, man. I got the oh, gift of oh, wow. Peachy, how was your day? What's up? Hey. Hey, man, we got... <laughs> We got fun stuff at work. We got people quitting on the spot to go because Volkswagen. Okay, you guys probably don't know this, but Chattanooga, Tennessee happens to house the biggest Volkswagen facility that we have in the United States. Okay. And we just got another department, this electrical department, where it's like 57,000 jobs or something like that. So... Everybody just decides that they're just going to up and quit. I just, so. how do people have the luxury to just up and quit? Like, man, that's that's a dope luxury. You know, yeah. I, you know what? I just going to quit today. At least I finished. 
my terms. You know what I'm saying? I'm rooted <laughs> right. out to the wheels, fellow. Right. I'm sweating. Get these it, it like, just my whole my whole thing is people just up and quit and decide that they wanna, you know, do this thing with Volkswagen, but you know, I mean, it's a it's a trial with Volkswagen. Like everybody don't get hired on. They got, you know, different rules and stuff. The Germans are are more stricter than the ones in the US. So you have to have certain qualifications. But see, people just look at the money. They don't, you know, get all like, all the details about you, whatever. So my boss said today, he said, for all those that quit, they can't hired on is like to leave us like that. No, it's not happening. So look, I can't yeah. I, 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 me I, either. I, I mean, I didn't up and quit. I've technically let them know I was quitting. So I I let them know. You yeah, know that was more like down and quit. Yeah, that's down and quit. You know what I'm saying? Because you know? he's been talking about this for a long time that he's been wanting to do that. So they kind of had an indication. Right. But your, your people's man. They, they just talking about, you know, Friday, apparently, you know, people, you know, because they're gone. So then you got people talking about, yeah, you know, he told me that he was going to Volkswagen and they were doing this and that. So Breezy was trying to like, you know, get some ideas for the show and trying to figure out what we're going to do and everything. And I'm like, I'm in the middle of new hires. Like I'm, I'm up here rushing, trying to get some people <laughs> hired on our, our staff. Our second shift is like a go shift. Like there's like three <laughs> people <laughs> trying to run these machines. So we have like all this stuff going on today. But yeah, I mean, but my boss put his foot down and he said, nope, at least he was in his thing. They can just just up and quit without giving no notice and nothing. They won't be back here. I mean, the standard is you got to give them two weeks, right? That's typically what you do. Notice. But see, we had we had two that left that went to Volkswagen. They talked to Randy about it. A week before it, they told him, you know, look, I would like to try to you know, interview for this and whatever. He was cool with that. He said, you know, if it don't work out, you can come back. But you're just going to roll up like Friday afternoon, knowing that this is your last day. <laughs> not even just not show up. Everybody's wondering where the hell everybody's at. They're looking around trying to figure out why the parking lot's so empty. So he, he told them, he said, they won't be back here. I can promise you that. So they better hope that they get that job because <laughs> they're not getting hired. But he literally put it in there. We're not rehiring. We're well, RIP to those people with those jobs. <laughs> so good luck because two of them is probably watching the show because they normally do. All right. Well, they better won't be getting hired them. by Nitty Gritty Wayne Breezy Entertainment either. <laughs> But uh, yeah, not if I know that they quitters, man. Look, all right, look, we got a great show, PC. Thank you for the wonderful right. Monday story. I'm not sure if that was manic, but it was funny. So at the end of the day, PG always comes through in the clutch. No pun intended with the Volkswagen Jettas because they used to be. I had my first car was a Jetta. It was a clutch too, by the way. It's five speed. Um, let's go ahead and get to this show. Look, we got some news. So it's not much going on in the 49er world. But we will talk about some of the things that are about to go down. And so you guys know that training camp starts officially tomorrow. I'm expecting, like, the rookies to report tomorrow. Here we go, guys. Uh, 49ers, 49ers report to training camp on Tuesday. Reported by Matt Mayoko. The first practice is set for Wednesday. Wednesday. The first practice with pads is Monday, August 1st. Tickets are still available for seven practices this summer in Santa Clara. 
All right, so tickets are still available. Practices, uh, they report the training camp on tomorrow. Let's talk about this. Um, uh, actually, before we get to that, let's go ahead and get to the Matt Barrows post. Uh, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch is going to speak to reporters tomorrow. Red dance around Jimmy Garoppolo questions tomorrow at 11 a.m. First practice is Wednesday at 10:25 a.m. These are Pacific Pacific Standard Times, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk about this, man. I know you're excited. I know all four of us are excited because we're going to talk about camp battles on today. That's what today's episode is going to be about: the hunger games. Who has the hunger? Who has the drive? Who's eating their Snickers? Whatever it is they eat. Listen, camp starts tomorrow. Guys are going to report. Let's talk about it, man. Let's start with uh, Moe's Fair Peachy. Let's go. Man, listen, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, like you said, we're going to talk about position battles tonight. But uh, just getting the guys back in the building, knowing that we're, you know, one step closer to real football, uh, it's always an exciting time of the year for me. Always an exciting time, man. Like It's like the offseason is like so long. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. There's like nothing that can fill the void of off season. You have people going crazy. You have people spitting out crazy takes, hot takes, no takes, first takes. You name it. It was just crazy. You know what I'm saying. So fair training camp tomorrow. We are gonna have some content to talk about. Right. Talk about it, baby. I mean, I'm just excited that we'll actually have physical things that we can see that we can. Uh, incorporate into what's going on because man it's just been so many wild stipulations so much crazy talk from you know the outside media and and just really looking forward to seeing the uh who rises to the to the top man cream cream rises to the top right that's how it works yeah. who's so gonna I'm, be the cream of the crop yeah i like that right i'm just looking to see who's who's gonna be that for you know each specific position it's gonna be crazy man because we're stacked at just about every position mm-hmm. And some players aren't going to make the 53. Then we'll figure out which 17 goes to that practice squad. Peachy, training camp tomorrow. Let's go. Man, I'm just excited for everything. Just like you said, football's back. And it just just, just let all the, the crazy talk begin. Like we know it's coming and I cannot wait. I all right, cannot let's, wait. Let's answer this question. Let's start with you, Peachy. Okay. What rookie or which rookie are you pulling for and why? Mm. Oof, man. What's up, Paul? Paul's across the pond, you know, many hours, many moons away. What's so up, it's probably Paul? getting late out there, but we appreciate you for tuning in. Shout out to Ruby, baby. That's my girl, man. She's going to be a star. I could feel it. I could feel it. I better see her on America's Got Talent. It's definitely coming. Yeah. It really is. Um, I guess I'll have to go with TDP with the running back. That's what everybody keeps talking about. I so like it. Actually, it's part of my running back thing tonight, but yeah. TDP. Okay. TDP, Tyrion mm-hmm. Davis Price. First of all, that name is dope. I feel like that's a it name is. from Game of Thrones. Uh, it's just the way I feel. Uh, Tyrion. All right. So he's going to be a problem. I like that. Uh, Fair, who are you going with? Let me leave that up here, by the way. Uh, Mr. West, Mr. West, wake up, Mr. West. Yeah, man, I want to mm-hmm. see what he does, man. I'm really pulling for him. I want him to eventually take over that starting, that starting center position, and uh, just see how he, how he looks out there. It's a possibility, yo, right? Because what if Kyle Shanahan and them and the guys and the company, right? What if they knew, you know, Mac was going to retire? They didn't want to bring in somebody too big. 
because they really wanted to good to get a good look at you know Jake Brendo and to see if this undrafted guy that had a draft grade on him can right. outdo him or outwork him in training camp. It's just I'm just hypothetically asking that question. I see Mo shaking his head. If you'd like to add to that, be my guest and don't and then you can go ahead and answer Paul's question. No, I think at at this point, um, especially where where the cap number is, yeah, we can finagle and finesse it and and do what we need to do. But I think you hit the nail on the head with that. Let's see, uh, you know, what Jake Brendo has. We've liked what we've seen from him in the building. So let's see what he has. And, you know, like you said, I think they had their eyes on Donovan West. And as they saw that, you know, his name wasn't getting called, wasn't getting called, wasn't getting called. You know, they had a real shot to get him as an undrafted free agent. And they did that. So um, I think they're looking at the longevity. They're seeing that they have, you know, a young quarterback in Trey Lance who's going to be around for a long, long time. So instead of getting somebody who's proven at this point, let's see if we can find somebody young that we can build around. Um, If we need to put Jake Brindle in there, you know, to give Donovan West a little bit more time, that's fine. And then once Donovan West is ready, now we can put those two together and we have our center quarterback combination for a long time to come. So I think you hit the nail on the head Um, for me, as far as the rookie I'm pulling for, it's a lot of good ones. Uh, there's one I, I was going to go with, but I'll touch on that later in this episode. I'm going to go with Danny Gray. Mm. Um, his speed and what he's able to do um, after the catch um, is really going to add a, a, a level of dynamic that we've been waiting to see in this offense. Yes, we have Debo. Yes, we have Ayuk. Uh, but what we saw from Marquise Goodwin, um, him being really, really being able to stretch that stretch the field and scare defenses with his speed. Um, I think we're going to get that in a younger, healthier version of Danny Gray. So that's the, the receiver I'm pulling for because he's going to open up so much. We already have an elite group of pass catchers, but his speed is going to open up a lot more and make the offense that much more dynamic. I love it, man. And if I had to pick a rookie that, you know, I'm pulling for and I'm going to go with the drafted guys, right? And I like how everybody picked the drafted guy. Uh, and so I'm going to go to drafted. Well, fair one with the undrafted guy. Um, man, it sucks because I got two guys I'm really rooting for. One undrafted, one drafted. But I'm going to speak with the drafted guy. I'm going with, if you think you're lonely now. <laughs> wait wait until tonight, tonight, girl. Mr. Womack, man. I'm not talking about Bobby. I'm talking about Samuel Womack third, yo. Listen. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you right now, I don't think he's going to start right away. Like Mo said about mm-hmm. Jake Brindle, yeah. I think you're going to insert maybe Darquez Denard. He'll start, you know what I'm saying? And as uh, Womack gets acclimated to the speed of the game, you kind of insert him in there, you know, unless something happens, he has to be the emergency guy to go right in right away. But I like the way that they're set up in that secondary. And so I think Womack is going to be something special to watch with his speed, his long arms, and just about everything. I think he can make plays out there. And it's hard to replace the shark, right? that That's a hard replacement. I'm not saying he's going to be that right away, but I think he walks right into that role and develops very nicely and may end up being a better version of what Shark was. I'm not – I'm just saying. I'm not saying he is going to be better, but he's possibility he can develop into that. All right? So those are some of the rookies that we're definitely going to be looking forward to, Paul. I hope that answered your question. Thank you, man. Appreciate you, brother. 
All right, we got we got some more news. Uh, actually, before this news, let's get to this rumor. We got it. We got to we got to talk about this rumor, right? All right, David Harrison. <laughs> I mean, Gucci <clears throat> has more followers than him. Fair has more followers. <laughs> Most- has more followers, but yet he's supposed to be some type of accredited source. Uh-huh. This is free agent Odell no. Beckham Jr. And the 49ers have mutual interest in each other. Her sources. Let's talk about this, man. Um, we're not going to talk about him much, say. Let's talk about okay. the actual rumor. Like, what are you guys thinking about the rumor? Let's go backwards. Let's go with uh, let's go with the Moe's. We'll end with uh, Peachy. I mean, I just talked about the wide receivers. I, As much as I love OBJ and love what he can do on the field, I mean, I think at this point it's too late. OBJ been asking us to come get him since New York. <laughs> and then when he was in Cleveland, <laughs> right. and they and they came to see us on that Monday night, and we destroyed them. He also saw John Lynch again and said, "Hey, my man, come get me." Yeah, we had the opportunity. We had multiple opportunities to try to get him, and we just didn't do it. I think at this point, um, and if we look at and we remember how you know the tenure with Emmanuel Sanders was here. We traded for him in the midseason. He kind of helped us get to the, the Super Bowl. But then after that, we didn't re-sign him. And there was word going around that, you know, they didn't like his influence on the wide receiver group. Well, OBJ is kind of in, in, is in that same vein. He's one of the, the flashy, outspoken wide receivers. Um, he's going to, you know, I, I he works hard. Don't get me wrong. He works extremely hard. But when it comes to his play on the field, he's he's – He's one of those the show off braggadocious type, you know what I'm saying? So, um, is that what we want? Does that fit what we have in our wide receiver room? Um, and you know, with his injury history, you know, uh, the, the broken ankle, the torn ACL, all of the many injuries that he's had, um, I think he can he'll still be a, an effective wide receiver. But, um, we have Debo as long as we re sign Debo. We've got Brandon IU. We got Jawan Jennings. Like I said, I'm rooting for Danny Gray. Still have George Kittle. We got Juice catching the ball out of the backfield. I, at this point, I don't feel like OBJ is a need for us. So, yeah, okay. we, we might have mutual interest, but he's not going to play this year anyway because of the, the the torn ACL so late in the season last last year. So mm. he's probably not even going to see the field for us Mm-mm. this season. He's probably not going to see the field till 2023. So again. What's the point? And, okay. and my thing is, we shouldn't even be talking about it until we figure out what's happening with Debo. If you're mm-hmm. not going to trade him, you're going to extend him. Work on that. Right. Why mm-hmm. is it? If, exactly. if this is, again, this is all speculatory. But if this is true, why do you have mutual interest in OBJ when you got, you know, your brother in-house who you got to work on getting a deal done for? So, Because part of Debo's deal is probably like, yo, man. I want you to get my brother OBJ on this team. Now, if you go back to that last game in the season in the playoffs, who was boot hugged up? I'm not gonna say boot up. Who was hugged up? <laughs> it was OBJ. Now, most, most, and fair. I'm gonna let you go, most. You said some really dope stuff, right? But I don't recall. OBJ being a bad character guy last season. I really don't. I, I really don't recall it. I remember when he got traded. 
and he sucked the first game against us, <laughs> and then he he was pretty good. I don't recall him being that bad character of a guy. So there's there's a no no no. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying he's a bad character guy. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying his because I'm not saying that Emmanuel Sanders was a bad character guy. It's okay. not that they have bad character. It's just their demeanor and who they are as a player and a person and how they carry themselves. Because mm-hmm. that again, that was the word about Emmanuel Sanders. They didn't like his influence really? on the receivers. They did buying, buying the Fendi robes and oh, I see what you're saying. The flashy okay. stuff, you know, outside, outside all, like all of that kind of stuff. Like they mm-hmm. didn't like his influence. I loved it. Yo, I was I was tweeting him. I was I was DM him. I was like, yo, man. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I, listen, bro. if you got an extra one of them Fendi robes, like you know what I'm saying? I'll take some slippers, <laughs> man. Like, you know what I mean? Gritty crew, some of them Fendi robes, but, bro. But listen, so I don't mind stuff like that, right? I don't I don't think it's a, a flamboyant way to do it. It's, it's kind of like a wide receiver thing, though. If you think about the history of what wide receivers and do. And, and cornerbacks, right? Oh, damn, Deion Sanders, right? Like, like, right. It's kind of like the thing they do. They're kind of flamboyant. They kind of showboat because they go out there and back it up. I just, I'm look. If Ob, I'm, I'm like this. Obj is dirt cheap, and Debo co-signs it because they. I look. I, I agree with you. They should be working on that. And I think they are. Like, I, I believe that they are. But let me hear what Fair has to say about Obj, man. We don't need any more playmakers, huh? I mean, put that back up. We're loaded at that side of the ball. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of where where, where I wanted to go. But okay, where okay. is how does he fit in here? Right, I do get the point what you were saying about like him and um him and Debo having like a good relationship. If you remember, there were times that he was playing around on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, during don't, the don't bring that stuff back out. You're going to make people get mad I'm again. I'm saying, man, he was, he was out there, you know, know, saying that he had news about where Debo was going to be going and, and had information. They were joking Debo around. Jumped in and was like, yo, what are you talking about? Be, you know what I mean? So uh, there's something to that. And, you know, we all know how Kyle is with his relationships. And if he feels like there's a player that may help enhance uh, one of your star's potential, then you you want to try to match that up if you can. But at the same time, like, I just don't see how he fits with what we have currently on the roster. I just I like don't that. See where it makes sense, personally. Okay. That, I, I disagree because Debo, Brandon, and, and Jawan – Possibly. Yep. Other than that, everybody else is unproven. And so we don't really know. We do know what Danny Gray's role should be, at least right now. Yo, go take the top off the defense right now, man, and right. we'll come back and work you into this offense. So we know that's kind of his role. Uh, but like Mo said, I mean, like Mo said, I mean, he, right now he won't fit anywhere because he's he's unhealthy, right? He's injured. Right. But like Mo's also said, OBJ is like a Kyle Shanahan guy. So... I wouldn't be surprised if he – I mean, we watched Kyle Shanahan sign Muhammad Sanu, uh, Pierre Garcia. He, he just signed some weird players, you know, that were old of age, and they didn't map out. I think maybe you keep the mutual interest going, and if something happens to one of your receivers – you got OBJ on the on the hotline if he's able to play. I mean, I would rather have OBJ in the playoffs than in the, than in the regular season. That's me personally. Peachy, talk about OBJ. What are your thoughts on him? 
uh, as a player, you know, I like what everybody is saying. Everybody's valid. Yeah. yeah. Everything was valid. And pretty much it sums up everything that I would have said about that. We have a super chat from Mr. Sean. Let me get the touchdown ready. <laughs> I love OBJ five years ago. <laughs> Just say Moses High. <laughs> but that OBJ had the ego. That OBJ was like, throw me the Keyshawn Johnson, the damn ball, right. OBJ. Yeah. I, everybody else That's on true. this team sucked. Just give me the ball. That's that OBJ. I mm-hmm. felt like he was different with the Rams. I don't know what it was. I don't know. I just felt like his ego changed, but then Mose explained what he meant by like doing certain things. It kind of doesn't fit the lifestyle, but don't players buy players. I mean, quarter. I mean, quarterbacks take care of the offensive line and, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I would love to see him in red and gold and uh, he's a Super Bowl champion guys. Just want to put that out there. All right. All right. So uh, everybody has their take on OBJ. Listen, we're not saying that any of the wide receivers are going to be a problem. Perk, what up, baby? Uh, Lake City Fresh was good. We're not saying that the other wide receivers are going to be bad or anything like that. My my theory was just they're unproven. Uh, other than Brandon Ayuk, uh, Juwan Jennings, and um, Debo Samuel. You know what this I'm saying? Is, I agree with this. Uh, yeah, but you're going to you're gonna have to pay Jesse Bates. Yeah, so but I agree with that. You won't have to pay OBJ. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I hear you, but then... If if you and I, I like this because if you if you okay. sign if you work out a deal with Jesse Bates and trade him because he's a he's a franchise tag right he's, is he still a free agent yeah he's still a free agent right so you don't have to trade for him right I don't think so but if you do work out some type of deal man now you're stunting the growth of Hufunga like is that is that what you want to do or does this or or there's an or or Kali. Do you go ahead and make this move for the future? And that means it's the end of Jimmy Ward. Oof. Uh, See, I, y'all, I be coming up with these things because y'all be saying stuff. And I'm just asking the question. I'm not. Now, listen, y'all know damn well I don't want to move on from Jimmy Ward. I said make him a 49er till he, he's done, right? But the 49ers think different than Wayne Breezy. So what are y'all thoughts on this? Like this is a this is a dope take. I, I like Jesse Bates. He won't sign his franchise tag. He yeah. is probably not going to work out a deal. He's probably not going to play some games this season. What are your thoughts? I mean, I get what you're saying about you know just being proactive instead of reactive, right? You don't want to put yourself in a position where you're trying to backfill a hole in a position of need with the talent of somebody like a Jimmy Ward. And Jimmy's going to get paid one way or another. If we don't pay him, he's definitely getting paid elsewhere. We got a lot Where of guys. I don't know. He he undersized, injury prone, and he'll be 32 next year. See? I, he has, I just feel like if he has another year, like. He did say that. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's going to have an all-pro year. Oh, my goodness. And I think that's where Phil's going with this. He's going to be way out of our price range because we never pay safeties like that. We never. So if we, we don't pay safeties like that. That means we're not going to pay Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates because he don't want to get paid. That's, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. I feel like they're trying to build these younger guys up, see what they can do, and then just just let it run. I I, I think Hufunga is going to be able to do that. I I have faith in him. 
But man, I would love to see Jimmy be there for his remainder of his career. His tenure, yeah. Like his career. I, I, I thought we can get through an episode without mentioning this guy's name, <laughs> which we still want. We can call him number 10. Um, the only thing I want to do with 10's money is extend Debo Samuel and Nick Bosa. Like that, that's that's what I want to do with 10's money. I'm not sure what you want to do with 10's money. That goes back into the cap for next season. Um Bomber says the 49ers draft safeties and they 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 really don't. Mm-mm. I mean, we drafted the last few starters that we had there. I mean, Hufunga was drafted. What, what yeah, I mean is they our, don't the, really draft the safeties. Let, let yeah. me let me explain that. They don't draft these. They the right. Niners have had their chance to get the safety oh, yes. for like I mean, the next several yeah. years. Right. So we're not we doing do, that. Right, they yeah, do we, draft we safeties. Did, we did pass on Derwin James. Yes, I always bring up the past on this show, it's, bro. Like, what, uh, what, what's up? We sure you know what I'm saying? Up. I'm just adding on to it. <laughs> you you, have you to threw the alley. You threw the alley, and I just jammed it home. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. They did hang on the rim, pulled it off the backboard. They did pass up on Darren James. Yeah, Darren James, bro. On Darwin James. Yeah. And wait, was wasn't was that the McGlinchey year? Yes, it was the McGlinchey year. Don't do that, Moses. All I'm saying is, <laughs> Bomber, they do draft safeties, uh, but they draft guys that have to develop. Exactly. They. Right. I don't know if it like. I don't know if you want to develop safeties all the freaking time. Like that's exactly. why I like Jimmy Ward. He's developed, right? And whether he's undersized or injury prone, it doesn't matter. Like he's developed. I mean, mentally, like he's developed. Like he's seen it all. There's nothing he hasn't pretty much seen. Right. And so I would not want to move on from a Jimmy. But would you say that Jesse Bates, and this is the last time we'll talk about this, is an upgrade over Jimmy Ward? Yes. I 100% think yes. that he's an upgrade over Jimmy Ward and I love Jimmy Ward. And I and I and I I love Jimmy Ward too. But I but yes. um yes. Yeah, I went I went Callie. Callie's like bye bye Jimmy and J-Dub's my guy. Like I love yeah. Jimmy Ward, but yes. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um from LSU, DeMarcus. Yeah. I I'm just saying. Uh, again, bomber, a developmental guy. <laughs> Jimmy Ward was a developmental guy. Yes, like he was. So was Jaquaski Tart. They weren't right. big time playmakers. They had nope. to develop into the role. Mm-hmm. Jimmy couldn't even stay healthy the first several years exactly. of his career because the 49ers misused him. Right. Almost every 49er fan was like wanting this dude to be gone right. like a long, long time ago. But he's because right. of that. They do yeah. draft safeties. They never yeah. draft the safety. Right. So, and they've had their chances. They just felt like they needed to go elsewhere. We got another Super Jack contribution from Sean. He's touched down and all over the place, man. Thank you, Sean. OBJ should join the sanitation department because he is trash. <laughs> yeah, we can have OBJ for injured reserve. Now, OBJ has the ego, lo- um, ego loafing it. Yo, I used to F up some homestyle Egos, bro. Like, them joints used to go down. Wait, Legos? Did you? All right, we got to ask this question. Lego, he, he mentioned, yeah, Lego, my Ego. Egos or the Aunt Jamama joints? 
Oh, bagels. Bagels. easy. Yeah. Like, Aunt Jemima was cool on the pancakes mm -hmm. and the syrup. syrup yeah. and the waffles were kind of a little... The waffles was like, <laughs> nah, son. Like... Leave it to the <laughs> Eggos, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Why, why even come into the Ego land? Like, you know right. what I mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just Guys. stay in the pancake world. <laughs> right. All right. So, look, this is, this are, these are really cool questions that you guys brought up. Um, I thought it was, you know... You know, it's pretty interesting to see what's going to go down. We got a lot of camp battles that are about to come up. What's going on, Tanya? We got a lot of things we're going to get to. Uh, before we do that, though, we have a Debo Samuel sighting in Santa Clara. Okay. So what is he doing in Santa Clara? All right. Well, he's working out in Santa Clara. So he was out there getting his workout on. He was cutting out in the field. Debo is in Santa Clara. That's good news for the 49ers. The question is... Will he report tomorrow? I think he will. I'm with you. I really think he will. If Debo doesn't report tomorrow, Mose, why are you sitting there thinking in fear? I ain't seen you speak yet either. If he doesn't report tomorrow, mm. <laughs> yo, it's 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 gonna be like Armageddon. It's gonna bro. be chaos. If you don't yeah, know. it's gonna be because that's gonna just, be that's gonna that's gonna be the biggest news of the day, and then yes. it's gonna be well, why didn't he report? Absolutely, I think it. I think if he's being advised properly, since he still is technically under contract, mm -hmm. I think he should report in good faith. Um, and if they if they are working on a deal, if him and his if the agent and the front office if they're working on a deal, and you know it, it's maybe not anywhere near done but negotiations are going you know steadily and yeah i think he i think yeah. he'll report yeah exactly for sure I, I i agree it's just more like man just thinking about the chaos that comes if he don't pull up <laughs> i'm telling i'm telling you yo like the pressers tomorrow too <laughs> the press is going to be about Debo Samuel. I guarantee you. are not going to answer any other question. Yeah. Everything's Debo. Man, Debo knows how to work this media. I tell you, boy. Like, um, so not only what I'm when I say Armageddon, first of all, every news media is going to have something to say. Everyone. Every fan is going to. I've never seen a fan base fight each other more than the 49ers fan base, right? Because you got those that think he's a diva, those that are like, yo, this is good business. This is his business. This is just the way he handles it. Like, it's going to be so much discourse going on. Like, it's going to be crazy. So our job is to sit there and, uh, you know, let y'all beat yourselves up, and then we just take over at the end while everybody's bloody and down on the ground. So at the end of the day, look, I think Debo reports. I think, um, like Moses said, it's, it's not just about the good faith. I think – if he reports, it would show you that he wants to be a 49er, even though he asked to be traded. Right. Right. Y'all don't don't give me that one million dollar, however much sixty thousand dollar crap. Mm -mm. Don't give me that. And if he reports tomorrow when, you know, they're just reporting to camp, that lets you know that something is in the works. Right. right. That just hope exactly. that something is in the works. In, yeah. Yeah, that's that's how I'm looking at it. I gotta get to my brother Callie's joint because I gotta ask y'all this question: Mrs. Butterworth syrup or Angelmama syrup? Now I go, I'm going, I'm going Mrs. No, uh, uh, it's Miss Butterworth for me. I'm going Mrs. Butterworth too. 
it's softer, it's silkier, no. it's yeah, no. yeah, it's definitely better. I'm definitely going better. Sweet. I'm going yes, Mrs. Butterworth. Love it. It's got the butter in it's it. It's syrup. It's supposed to be sweet. He said it's too supposed sweet. to be that sweet. It's it's delicious. I don't think I've Man, ever had this syrup. Oh, Cairo syrup. Oh, well, that's country um, folk know all about Cairo syrup. I'm from the north. <laughs> yeah, I know. We got you know we got the New Hampshire joint. Oh, we do. We got the Vermont maids. Remember. Vermont. That stuff is too watery, man. That's not syrup. That's water. Don't do that. I don't like it. Oh, well, Cairo syrup is very, very thick. So it's nothing watery about it. And it is overly sweet. Like it's real. Like, oh, like remember Log Cabin? Yeah. Oh, Yo. I love Log Cabin. Log Cabin was fire now. Yes. Log Cabin was delicious. But if they, that's only if they didn't have the Anjamamas. Or 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 the Mrs. Butterworth. Those were the two. First of all, Mrs. Butterworth killed it with the bottle. The bottle yes. is, is <laughs> the kill the shape of Mrs. Butterworth. Like right? you know what I'm saying? So, you know, they were selling sex and syrup, bro. Isn't that some junk, man? <laughs> sexy. Yo, you're that. wild. Don't do that. Yo, they yo, you could put that, in. you could put sex in anything, yo. It was sell. All right, man. <laughs> That's exactly what I was trying to get at, bro. Hey, hey, hey. I've, I've never done had, great value syrup. I only had what I had. I'll uh, never do if I, I can't I, I can't do the Walmart great value syrup. I like, won't do I'm great value. Um and if I ran out of syrup, go get me some jelly or something. I'll put the jelly. I'm not eating any other kind of syrup but the ones that we yes, pockets. That's exactly what it is. Like it is, it's jet like it's it's like some some raw candy. Like it's yeah. so so sweet. So you want to hear about something sweet most? That right there is is just like you just dump, like you just eating sugar, like you just eating spoonful of sugar. That's not good. That 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 mess your teeth up. Pocket you talk, pocket the cheesecake. Yeah. Uh, probably has zero teeth right now from eating that liquefied <laughs> sugar. Um, but yeah, because people know about cake. Like, how, how, how do we even start talking about syrup again? I forgot. Because the, the egos. Oh, because it's Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't remember how the hell we got the syrup, bro. I tell you, man, that it just goes wherever it wants to go at some points. But listen, Debo's in San, uh, Santa Clara. Remember, he was in San Francisco, and we were saying, yo, that's not Santa Clara. Mm -hmm. So now he's working out in Santa Clara, and uh, Peachy has something to say. No, I was just going to say. Because I had said that, that it that it just came into San Francisco. You don't necessarily have to come into San Francisco. You could come into San Jose. That's true. But I said that he would still be there because I, I really oh, believe yeah. that Debo would be there. One, because they're talking to Nick Bosa about his contract. So I, I, I really feel like that this Debo thing is just making like a lot of headway. And they're just kind of moving on to Bosa, kind of just shaking the leaves a little bit, trying to see kind of, you know, like what they're thinking in the preliminary stages of that, which leads me to believe that Debo's is probably going to be done sometime in August. I and I, yeah, I mean, look, I he, he flew into San Francisco. His camp was in San Francisco, so yeah, it, was. it made sense for him to fly in to San Francisco. I'm with 49 and Media. We got 90 plus people in here with 53. Can y'all, all right, help me out with the math, right? Because I don't understand the math, not math, right now. It, it's no, not math, right math now. So, so, so when you come in, 
The first thing you should do while the ads are playing, because you can't bypass the ads until they give you the skip symbol. So wait, so y'all mean to tell me to tell me, right? You wait for the skip joint before you hit the like button? What kind of is that? Come on, man. Just hit. As soon as you come in, just hit the like button, man. That's it. Not yelling at you. I'm just yelling. You know what I'm saying? Hit the like button. Like, comment, subscribe. Because you already know that it's going to be a great show. Because that's all we do is like bring you a great show. So therefore, you can just preliminarily hit the likes. Forty Nine er Media. Because you I'm already know this from the chat. <laughs> Don't tell nobody about that, man. <laughs> Stupid. Okay. Now, if you got YouTube Premium, then you on you, you you the top of the you know cream of the crop like uh, Fierce said earlier. Can't do in the that. Show. All right, it. look. Um, last, last thing we're going to talk about for news, then we're going to get into the, the nitty gritty of the show. Um, so there was a new PFF, uh, joint that went out and I want us to talk about it for a couple of seconds, a couple of minutes or whatever, right? Top second year breakout candidates. Okay. You got Trevor Lawrence, number one, Christian Barmore, number two. Elijah Moore, number three. Didn't I want to draft? Didn't, didn't we want to draft Elijah Moore? Sure did. JC Horn, we wanted him to remember. Oh. Peachy. Number four, Rashad Bateman. <laughs> number five, Quiddy Pay. Came from Michigan. Number six, Sam Cosme from Texas. Number seven, Trey Lance. Number Woo-hoo! eight, Calvin Joseph. Number nine. I think he was from Kentucky. And Alim McNeil, number 10. This is who PFF has like as their top 10 second year breakout candidates. Uh, let's let's talk about if we agree or disagree. Uh, there's a lot of people not on that list. Yep. Mm. There is. Are they saying they already broke out or are they saying they broke in? Uh, <laughs> maybe they just broke, period. <laughs> I, I don't know. Looking at this list and I'm like, man. There's I'll a lot of people now. Mm. You got two quarterbacks on here. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, number one. Trey Lance, though, not number 10, y'all. That, yeah, that's number cool. eight. He's number eight. Mm. Let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about y'all sitting there, man. Y'all, look, look, people out there hate PFF, right? I get it. <laughs> we don't understand their metrics of measurements. Like, we don't get it, how they do their stuff. They just do it. Yeah, but they put out these wild lists. Sometimes they be good. Sometimes they miss. Um, what are your thoughts? Is this a miss or is this a it's a hit? Like they're saying that Trey Lance is number eight as a second year player that's going to break out in 2022. Mm. And the only other quarterback was the first pick of the draft, which was Trevor Lawrence. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, if you think about like who's set up. Who's in a position where you know they they have an addition additional players that they didn't have last year? I think that's why it makes sense that Trevor's number one, right? We all could agree that they got that boy a couple weapons finally over there in Jacksonville. There's a couple weapons over there now. So and I a coach, uh, right, 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 right. <laughs> and man, didn't they they should have got rid of you know who? But we ain't gonna say that name. Yeah. Right uh, <laughs> but just looking at the fact that. You know, the number two pick of the draft ain't there. Uh, did, that, I, that, that quarterback in Chicago ain't there. That's what I'm saying. That quarterback in New England ain't there. That's all I'm Are saying. Are they saying that they already broke out or that they're broken? That's the question I got, really. 
That's a good question, right? Because these might be players that didn't get enough playing time. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at this list, right, and I'm gonna go back to this list, I don't, I, I, could he pay? I, I thought he played. Um, Elijah Moore played though. JC yeah, Horn was injured. injured. JC Horn was injured. Yeah. Christian, was. Christian Bar, Christian Barmore. I think he was a starter in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. I know Sam Cosme started because Washington had line issues. Uh, Kelvin Joseph was supposed to start, but um, uh, what's the name? Had a, a phenomenal year. I know Alim McNeil started later on in the year. Rashad Bateman had some injury issues. Mm-hmm. Quiddy Pay was just in and out of lineup, and we know Trevor Lance, Trevor Lawrence started all of the games. So I don't think it has anything to do. I mean, some of them sure they didn't have, obviously Trey. We know he didn't get the opportunities to start, but there are some people on this list who got tremendous playing time last year. Exactly, but bro. Yeah. Their numbers, their numbers didn't scream breakout. I think this year. Right is when you see the leap from, okay, now I got a year under my belt. Right. I know what the NFL is. Now I'm talented enough and I have the pieces around me to step my game up another level. And you're going to see that with the noise that I make on the field. So I think that's what this list more is. Uh, It's just about who's going to have more opportunities to show what they actually can do. I like that. Anybody else want to add to that? Look, Because I'm looking at the Trevor Lawrence. He's going to get his running game back. Oh, yeah. Travis yep, ATN's back. back. They still yep. got James Robinson back there. Like, his offensive line is pretty stout. Defense is built. Like, Trevor Lawrence might be a problem in that old, that corny division that he plays in. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I think the um, the biggest thing that I've already seen from Jacksonville is, like, you can just tell a difference with the players. Like, the players are just happier. They, they developed all this chemistry. They hung out a lot over the summer. No cap. Having Peterson is really, really going to be good for mm. for them. And Trevor Lawrence like already loves this dude, and they have like a great relationship and everything. And as much as you know, I am a Buckeye fan. You know, I I know how to keep it real. Urban Meyer, like man, that that dude right there, that that is so crazy. Like all the stuff Ooh. that he put them through, and Trash. all that stuff that that he did to them last year was just ridiculous. So I'm really pulling for them to rebound. I really think that Trevor Lawrence is going to wind up being that quarterback that he was supposed to be whenever he was touted so high to come out. I really do. Yeah, he definitely has the skill set to be that guy. Um, You know, and and as much as we believe in a guy like Trey Lance, I mean, Trevor has all the same tools. Exactly. He does everything just about. He might not be as durable as a Trey Lance if if he had to run with the ball or whatever or whatnot, but he has all the same tools, same skill sets. And he he went number one for a reason. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, he should be be able to go out there and perform. Who are the Jacksonville wide receivers? I don't know them. Off well, we know we know the expensive Christian Kirk. We know they have him, except for that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally the only one that I care I about because that. that's the one that's like, yeah, I was he's, for um, that. he's the one that messed so, up like so much of stuff. This Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, Zay Jones, Lavisca yeah, Chenault, Laquan Treadwell. Okay, Chenault is uh, there. Jamal Agnew. Yeah. 
and I don't have other guys. All right. They, 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 they got some guys that can probably work with this guy. And their biggest acquisition in the wide receiver department that's supposed to make them better. What if Christian Kirk brings to them? I don't even think he's the biggest acquisition in the receiving core. Uh, I'm just saying that that's what they spent the most money on. But what if he brings to them what Emmanuel Sanders brought to the 49ers? He won't. Okay. He not on Emmanuel <laughs> Sanders level. He won't. Okay. I'll never forget that one pass he caught against the 49ers. <laughs> And who 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 tried to jump the route? Was it? Oh, it was Manuel mostly. Yeah. He thought he could jump the route, and he didn't. And Christian Kirk took that ball like eighty plus yards, man, motherfucker. That's how he got that contract. That was that one play two years ago. All right, man. So let's go ahead and get to the show. We want to do a couple of things. So we want to do our uh, predictions. For the season, uh, we're going to give out our accolades. We're going to say who's going to be Offensive Player of the Year, such and such and such. So we have a few categories. Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Most Improved Player of the Year, who we think is going to get that, who's going to be the most valuable player, and who's going to be the breakout player, right? So guy that might not be the most valuable but might have a breakout season. All right. All right. So let's start with offensive play of the year. You can only give one. All right. You can only give one. And I'm going to be typing them up for our docs. All right. Who wants to can go for the same one or we all got um, one? You can give the same one if you want. I mean, okay. Doesn't have to be anybody different. So we'll start with Moe's and then um, we'll go fair, peachy, and I'll go with mine. I I know who mine is. I feel a resurgence coming on. Okay. And I think as far as helping our quarterback along, Mm. I think his demeanor and his attitude is going to be the, is one of going to be one of the main driving factors that keeps Trey's head up. Okay. And because of that, and what he's able to do on the field. Again, I feel a resurgence coming on. Offensive player of the year is George Kittle. All right. All right. I could dig it. Wow. I could dig it. I could dig it. All right. Fair, who are you going with? Man, just based on Peachy, did you just say crap? <laughs> just based on the relationship that I feel like is, is budding and building. Just based on you know this person having his his quarterback's back, just based on the opportunity that may come if our number one isn't around. Ba. Okay. Double crap. <laughs> Bunch of players you could pick from. You could pick one of the same ones, PG, if you feel uh, the need. Let's go ahead and finish this segment real quick, and then I'll break the news. Okay, got you. Um. You know what? Offensive player of the year, I'll go with Elijah Mitchell. You and these running backs. I know. <laughs> Man, I love it, though. All right, I'm and my offensive, uh, is there any, any reason why you're going with Elijah Mitchell? Just curious. Well, I'm kind of nervous about it because Rakyle talking about that he's going to use like a running back back of me, it's probably a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably not going to have enough to be because he's probably going to share the wealth 
share the wealth and that's probably going to help them stay more healthy. So I, I definitely understand that, but that's, you know, I like Mitchell. I, um, I I'm going to write a story about Mitchell. Uh, I love the running back room in this joint. Uh So that's, that's pretty cool. I'm going with Trent Williams. Why? Because he's the best player on the team. He's the best player in the NFL. Exactly. And best player in the NFL. And I like what Mo said about that resurgence thing, but I think the person that Trey's going to need to connect with the most, who's not going to, it's going to be his, his all pro offensive lineman. And I think that's a really cool person to kind of like learn behind. You get to pick the mind of Trent Williams on run blocking and pass protecting and things like that. And, it's going to be really excited to watch, man. I expect a lot of stuff to go to the left side if we get another season. But <laughs> I'm going with Trent Williams as my offensive player of the year. I know linemen don't necessarily no, like get it. it because they don't get the touchdowns. They don't get the the whatever. But if I had to give uh, an offensive player of the year award, it would go to the guy that's in the trenches, man. I've, I've started yeah. to have this passion for people, for players in the trenches. All right. Uh, my man Tim uh, Kawakami reported. Uh, on his uh, on his Twitter, he says, quick notes, Shanahan said, all right, guys, you ready for this? Shanahan said he expects to see Garoppolo at tomorrow's physical day, but isn't sure <laughs> after that. Said this could be resolved soon. All right. He also said that Lynch and Marate are working to get a deal done with Debo Samuel. <laughs> Motherfuckers, let's go! Yes! Let's go! Yep. Said situation with Lance this year. Uh, I'm not going to read this shit. I'm not reading this one. You want me to read it? Yep. You sure you want me to read it? Yeah, read it. He said situation with Lance this year reminds him of Garoppolo in 2019. Wow. The situation that Debo, that Trey Lance is in, the way that the team is constructed and built to win another Super Bowl push is built like that 2019 where they just had the plug and play. I mean, we're, we're set. Like, there's I'm, not, I'm, I, 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 cool. What did we go that season? 13 and 3? 13 and 3, bro. 13 and 3, my yes. God. Yeah, come on, come on. Okay. If, if that's what it reminds you of, cool. I just didn't. I just didn't want to compare anything to Garoppolo, um, but I get it. I get it, man. I get it. I get the way that the 49ers are built at this given moment. Like I get it. Like if we, uh, if you go back to that list, it said that Trey Lance was number eight on that breakout candidate, yep. and I know 49er media out here is saying he should be higher, mm-hmm. and I get it. They don't get it though, 49er media. And we're talking about the right. media. Like they don't get it. Exactly. Like we get it because we know how our team is constructed and how our team mm-hmm. is built. And we know what Trey can do. And so once he starts doing it, ask yourself, you're going to watch the Madden rating go up. You're going to watch his things pop up off the chart. Just watch. And you know what? Hills, everything wins. Trey Lance cannot play as good as we think he should play this year, but still win. And that right there, that's right. Trey Lance, the better guy. All right, listen. Um, let's go with defensive player of the year, and then we'll do some other accolades on another show. Let's go with defensive player of the year and comeback pl- and the two rookies 
rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year. And then we'll fill it in on the next show because I want to get to the meat and potatoes. We only got an hour left. All right. All right. Because it's hot. I don't know if it's hot where y'all at, but it is hot right here with these Thank lights. You for all right, let's go backwards. Let's go PG, Defensive Player of the Year. Fred Warner. Ooh. Shoot. Damn it. I got to stop going last. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I got to stop going second. I don't know. <laughs> uh, defensive right, we, Player of the Year. We got Fred Warner. Yep. I like that. Um, uh, I'll take Ward. Ooh, but you're okay. very, what are y'all doing? Oh, you're so very, oh, slicky dog from Hong Kong. I can't stand, uh, stand up. Moe, who you going wow. with, bro? I know, Moe's. It's tough, man. We got some pieces on the D. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I'm good because I got my paws in, right? <laughs> yeah, it, but it's still oh, that was a great catch. <laughs> Why always when Moses about to talk? We always do Since this. Moses is silent. Let's get to this contribution for fucking score throwback. Hey, throwback. Hey, guys. Thank you for your content as always. I'm excited for Trey. Like Peachy said, he's going to score. And I think. Danny Gray will explode on this offense. Pause. <laughs> yeah, I um I was talking about that actually when I was on um Dion's show. I was spending a lot of time talking about Trey on there, uh, and I do believe that. And I think that I mentioned it on here as well. I do believe that Trey is going to be looking to score, and he's going to score a lot. I think he's going to score more than people actually think that he's going to score. Right. Look, all we need, we don't need them to. All we need is to get uh, what we averaged. Oh, my God. What did we average last year? 25 and a half points or something like that. So I said, if we can get to 28 points per game, that's pretty cool. Like, I'm, I'm cool with that as an average. That doesn't mean that we don't have some of those outlier games. We're going to have some high points and some low point games. Some games just be defensive battles, man. You got to factor in the terrain, the weather, all that type, the travel, whatever, whatever. There's going to be games where we don't score high. How come I always got to slow down? I, I, all I man, cinnamon <laughs> cake. Again. Don't repeat I don't even know what I said. I'm slowing down. Right. I'm slowing down. Uh, my defensive player of the year is going to be Nick Bosa. Okay. I think, I think he's going for 20 sacks. I think he's going for 20. Most the calm in your voice made me believe that it's going to happen. 20 sacks. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, if Nick Bosa gets 20 sacks and if he breaks the sack record. Exactly. I don't know what bank we got to rob to pay him. This contract. (laughs) Now wait till he breaks it to pay him. Uh, they you see, yeah, because so, like, that's gonna it's already yeah, like, well, astronomical. I'm, I'm gonna tell you what happened. PG said that they were talking to Nick Bosa about the contract talk. I'm gonna tell you how exactly how it went down. So John called Nick, <laughs> and John was like, "Yeah, this man, we're looking to pay you like, like yeah, twenty three million a year." Nick hung that shit up so fast. <laughs> And you ain't hearing nothing else from Nick's camp. Nick's like, yo, man, I'm good on my 17.8 right now. You better figure this out. 
So Next I don't slide. think you're gonna get to I know all the money that y'all got coming next year. He said you he said you you starting at you starting at 23 million. You starting watch at 20. Me, watch me get these 23 sacks and break the record. And then and then and then come talk to me and, and, and see if that 23 30, million is enough. How about flip that 23 to 32 million a year? Thank you. Now we Thank talking. You. Thank you. See how we do? Like Thank you. all of so fair, you're saying they better figure it out. They're not gonna get it done. They can't get it done right now. He's already gonna make 17.8 next year. He ain't doing the team of stop. Matter of fact, if you know the Bosa's, like I know the Bosa's, them cats getting every every penny. Every yep. penny. Yep. I'm just saying. All right. So most put me in a pickle. <sighs> Guys, pickle or cucumber. Neither. <laughs> Neither. I didn't put you in. I, I put you in a. In a no, no. No. I, I didn't put him in anything. Okay. So I'm in this catch 22 because he left me with some really good players. I was So I thought, I thought Peachy went to the left. GSU for life, so ain't they the same? Uh, and then, and then, Fair went all the way to the left. I didn't expect to see that name. Then Nick, I mean, then most took the name, the common guy. Uh, now I'm stuck between two players, y'all. God, I'm stuck between Eric Armstead, who I think has the best season this year of his career, and we've already seen him. And then I'm, and then Jimmy Ward. Oh man. <sighs> Damn. Yeah. I'm going to go with. Oh, God, GSU. Oh, oh man. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with. Oh, this is so hard. Reason you always start this. I'm going with Jimmy always. Ward, guys. I'm going with Jimmy Ward. I'm a. I'm a this is the last year his deal, last year his contract, right? I'm gonna go out with the all pro Jimmy Ward, man. And that's that's what I'm gonna do. We got two secondaries, uh, we got one linebacker, and then we got Nick Bosa on the edge. So I got the safety, Fear got the cornerback, Peachy got the linebacker, and then Moe's got the best defensive player on the team, I think. Nick Bosa. That's what it is. Okay. Let's do offensive rookie of the year. This should be pretty much easy. Let's go with uh Fair. You get to go first this time. Mm-hmm. Offensive rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Actually, Mo's gets to go first. Did you go first already? No, I went first for uh, okay. I so fair gets to go first. Rookie mm-hmm. of the year. Oh man. Um. I mean, I got I got to stick with my 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 original pick that I was talking about earlier, man. The person I'm rooting for. Okay. Let's go, Donovan West. I like it. Donovan West, and if that happens. Again, man, that 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 solidifies things for a long, long time. Long time. His running mate for a long time, man. You know, an amazing relationship with. Long time. All right. Uh, who you going with? Peachy. Let's go, Peachy. Then All right. mm. Offensive rookie. Thinking. TDP, you could go Danny Gray, you can go a lineman. 
Man, um, I already said something about TDP. I was trying to look at and trying to see if I could think of somebody else. But, but if that's the guy you believe in, that's who you go with. Man. Oh, um, Jason Poe. Jason Poe. Now, also like the fact that he like came in with Trent with like Trent Williams. That he's the only one that rode on Trent Williams' jet. Yep, I love Super that. Batch. All right, Jason Poe. That's just different. I hope he makes this team. I like him. I uh, so. Who you going with? Give me TDP. I <laughs> want <laughs> TDP. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah. Um, I I do want to see Sermon succeed. Me too. But I think we're gonna have a, a nasty one-two punch with Mitchell and TDP. Uh-huh. I know that oh. one-two punch with Mitchell and TDP is gonna be nasty, <sighs> and that and that's gonna put Sermon, you know, down the totem pole a little bit. So uh, I think for a rookie with you know yards and touchdowns, um, mm-hmm. what he's gonna do for us in, in short yardage, third and short, second and short mm-hmm. in the goal line area, give me TDP. All right. And you guys know I'm going to go with probably the fan favorite. I'm going to go with Danny Gray. We call him Quicksilver. We call him Flash. We call him whatever you want to call him. All we know is he's fast. Mm -hmm. Uh, He can catch. He can throw a bowling ball. Uh, There's a lot. And he can block. No block, no rock. All right. So I'm going to go with my man Danny Gray. Defensive rookie of the year. And we'll wrap wrap this segment up. Let's start with um, Peachy. You get to go first. Then Mose, then Fair, then I'll close it out. Hmm. Defense, defense, rookie of the year, 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 year. I'll go with Leon O'Neill Jr. Mm. Leon O'Neill Jr. I like this. We got a lot of undrafted. I um, I love this dude's fight like like all like all off season long like just the things he's been saying on Twitter and how determined he is and everything like I I really really believe in this kid because he because he believes in himself mm. like he has some strong belief in himself I like that I like it too he just got to go out there and, and exactly beat out Tavares yep. more yeah yeah a lot of people Ofanga <laughs> Jimmy Ward. And, they, and he's, it looks like he's up to the challenge, right? It looks like he's up right. to the challenge. Now, I heard from oh, there's a little like slight rumor that that Tavarius Moore is having some setbacks. Oh. This could be a door opening for this kid, Leon O'Neill Jr., who went undrafted. All he has to do is go out there and do the damn thing. Mose, who you going with? Drake Jackson. Drake the Snake. Yeah. Any explanation of you is just let's just drink nope, he's good. Nope, he's good. Because <laughs> well, I said Drake the Snake. Not after that nickname, duh. That's what they call him. That's his nickname. Who? Who? Everybody's been calling him Drake the Snake. Who? Go look it up. It's on Twitter. in Twitter. It'll be Drake I'm not the typing snake. that in. All right. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want, nothing to, I don't want nothing to pop up. That's not what I wanted to be. Yeah, I'm really just saying that's. Go type in Drake. You you know on Twitter, Mo's. You type in the right like it'll tell him what you see on Twitter, you, boy. Don't tell him what's going on. I'm not, I'm not hey, man, doing it. Twitter is off the chain when it comes to I graphics. Didn't name and stuff. I just seen it in, in a couple of tweets or whatever. <laughs> 
It is what it is, man. All right, look. <laughs> he said, I keep trying to walk in favor, but you keep trying to get me up. Um, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm going to go with uh, the guy who has two names of probably two of the greatest uh, musicians and artists of all time, right? Drake Jackson. Yeah. Who are you going Drake? with? Drake. Oh, we doubling up. Jackson. I mean, he's doubling up. Oh no no! You could double up. I, I saw him double. And I that so J Tan is is it, it is a reference to Jake the Snake, the rapper. So I mean the wrestler. And so no, I, that, I know that, but don't nobody call him Drake the Snake. Now they've said it before. I've seen it. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna say Drake okay, the Python. If, if y'all are doing that, it's Drake the stop. Snake Jackson. Yeah, that that's what they no, say. Don't okay. don't do that. Don't, okay. don't do that. Let's let's stop that right here, right now. I I know where it's from. I was I was a wrestling baby. I used to watch it growing up. Me and my grandma watched it all the time. But let's not call Drake Jackson Drake this Nick. Let's Slick, let's kill Slick that right out. here. Okay, Drake the Freak Jackson, and and, and that's what you want to call him. If that's even as if that's any better, because to sound no, better, but it's not. It, it's I think it was, but yeah, it is what it is. All right, um, defensive rookie of the year. Hmm. Hmm. I'm doubling up. I'm going with my guy. I'm going with Samuel Womack the third. Mm-hmm. I, I really think yeah. this kid. I think he's going to be too. Is going to be the steal of the draft. I agree. I feel Me about too. it. All right. We'll end the segment on our superlatives, and then on the next episode next Monday, we'll do comeback player. Um, and then we'll do most improved, most valuable, and then the breakout player. All right. Uh-huh. So we'll do that. All right. Let's get to the topic of the show because we want to talk about some of these camp battles. And now everybody picked uh, a camp battle position. All right. Uh, Peachy, I believe, is going to do the running backs. Uh, Fair is going to do the quarterbacks. Now we want to talk about some, and, and then Mose is doing the defensive line. So we're going to end with Mose on the segment, right? He's the biggest. Thing you're gonna want to hear his uh soliloquy on this defensive mm-hmm. line. Let's yeah. start with the quarterbacks because we got four of them <laughs> as of right now. We got some breaking news that one is possibly trying to get traded, uh, mm-hmm. depending on the physical tomorrow, right? Yep. And so we got that. So go ahead, fair. Why don't you talk a little bit about the quarterbacks room? Why you chose this room and why you like the camp battles going on in this room? Yeah, I think the camp battle is um based on who's going to be on the field and who's not going to be on the field. So a lot of times we're focused on, you know, the player going against another player. But I think this one is is more apparent that it's me versus me. And and when I say me, I mean Trey Lance versus himself. Mm. I think that Trey Lance legit needs to go out and solidify the stamp, put the stamp on the fact that mm-hmm. the Niners drafted him for a reason. Mm-hmm. Future starts tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It needs to be established. He needs to not only wow, you know, Shanahan like he did when he was watching a film, but anyone that's out there on that field watching tomorrow needs to see that this kid has that it. And I think that's what's going to happen, man. I think that it's going to be clear cut. There's a reason that the Niners are going to be moving on from 10. I'm not even saying his name. And, you know, the the battle, again, is going to be Trey versus Trey. Trey versus Trey. I like that, man. I like Me that. Um, so your order of quarterbacks is going to be Trey, 
Yes. So Trey is definitely going to be our first string, right? Yep. Um, if we're going just solely based off of who's on the roster, uh, next would be our backup is Nate Sudfeld. Mm-hmm. He's getting and, guaranteed backup money. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. Because, you know, look at it, looking at his contract, it's apparent that that's who Kyle is expecting to be the backup there. 100%. Um, with, with Brock, you know, potentially, depending on how well he does, maybe we'll hold three. But I doubt it. I think that we're going to end up seeing Brock on the practice squad. I like it. Anybody disagree? No, I'm solid. Solid. Good job, solid. Good job man. Good job, man. Thank you. you man. All right. Good job. So we're going from quarterbacks to quarter to the running backs. The running backs. The no block, no rocks. Right. Position. What are your thoughts, man? Like, uh, so uh, you know what, PG? Start this off. I, I gotta know who's gonna be your number one running back in camp this year. Who would you choose? I chose TDP as my number one running back in camp this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hold up. I did. Like it. I like that. Talk your talk, girl. Get gritty with it. Yep. I uh, This kid just has so, so much ability. Like, I I really feel like that he that he's really going to make his name in camp. So I actually put him first because I because I really he's going to, I think. But the top two are going to be him and Elijah Mitchell. That's definitely going to be those two. Um, and then I have Jeff Wilson Jr. behind that. So those are my three that I have. Man, I I love my boy Trey Sermon. I just I think this might be it for him, and it's really depressing because I don't want to. I don't want to think that. Way, I like that. I like I it. I really, really, you know, think that this might be the end of the road for him. So we're going to have to sing a song to him. I know. Um, I'm just going to cry, but I really do. Does uh, everyone agree with Peachy's assessment on the running backs? She said that TDP will be one. Elijah Mitchell will be two. And uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. will get that third spot. Now, there's going to be. PG, if if I'm not mistaken, I believe the 49ers take four halfbacks right. and one fullback. That's true. So there's a total of five. Just curious to know who would be your four because you said you think uh, Sermon would be out. Would you pick him as that fourth running back and that fourth running back spot? Or do you think it'll go to Hasty or the undrafted kid, Jordan Mason? I'm really wondering if the 49ers might not try to trade Sermon. Um, to you know, because during training camp, it always happens. Actually, they had two running backs that are already hurt, and you know, um, around the league. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if the 49ers wouldn't be trying to trade him just to get a little something for him. So I just have a feeling he's not. So I have TDP, Elijah Mitchell, Jeff Wilson Jr., and then I have Jamichael Hasty. Mm, familiar guy. Right. As the four, so I feel like that he's gonna need some. From merely familiarity on, on on this team, and then I have um, Kyle Uchek, of course, is the fullback. So, all right, that's good, man. That's really solid. Look, I 
I agree with the majority of it. I, I don't think Trey Sermon is the odd guy looking out. I, I just don't. I hope not. I don't think that he would. I don't think he's going to be. I think they drafted him for a reason. And hope, his reason is this year. Here. It wasn't last year. So everybody, if you thought Trey Sermon and was you supposed keep, to be and, last and year. And kudos guy, to you because you keep saying, like you've said that from the very beginning. And you're still like sticking with that. So I hope that you're right. I'm hoping the, that that's. It's the I'm new Kyle right. Shanahan way. Right. So. I'm drafting for the future. I'm going to redshirt you. Hey, I need you to get in there, though, because I ain't got nobody else. So go right. in there. He gets in there. He had a solid game against the Seattle Seahawks. I keep telling you, he would have had 100 yards. Kyle just kept giving him. Yeah. And 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 I don't see Trey Sermon not making the cut. I Like, you know, um, and not to disagree with your take. Your take was dope. I just feel like I see Trey on here. And I think, and I think Mose and I talked about this. I think Jeff Wilson might be the expendable guy. And I don't want him to be, but I do think they keep hasty. (laughs) I think they find a way. They put Jordan Mason on the practice squad. And if I'm the 49ers, honestly, I wouldn't trade any running backs because the way our running back bank we set up when we when our guys go down. Oh, yeah. I think I'm gonna keep everybody we can on this. Because they used to go down like dominoes. It's like um one will go down and then the next doesn't want to go down, and it's a, and then before you know it, you know you're out there dragging, you know, like one two people yeah. instead of doing whatever. So yeah, that's true. I hope that we keep Sermon. I mean, I I really feel like that he's not been given enough of a shot. Like I really feel like, and I'm hoping that you're right because, like I said, you've been you've been saying that since we got him. So I I hope that that you and everybody who thinks that we're going to keep him, I hope we do. I think I'm just trying to brace myself, you know, if we. If I we tell don't. you one thing, they've been putting in all that work. So every running back on this 49ers right. roster has been putting in work uh, in the offseason, uh, especially Trey Sermon. It's He's just going to be a crazy, mostly. crazy camp battle. I guess yeah. like, it's going to be in, like fun to watch and insane to watch. So it's I hope you're one. right, Perk. I hope that he does shine this season because well, I really need him to. Round of applause to you for that dope presentation. I like it, man. I, I, <laughs> I'm I'm a running back, so like when people talk about this position, like it, you know, it holds dear sentiments to my heart. And uh, sometimes I be like, "Yo, I can give y'all one game, 49." I know I'm 41, but I can give you. My knees don't have the same wear and tear as everybody else's, so I can give you one, uh, and that's about it. But I know how to block. You know, that was my specialty as well. But um, I like the TDP. I thought you really flipped it. That was dope. So TDP one. Elijah Mitchell, too, and I ain't mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at that one freaking bit because all TDP got to do is go into camp and show you why they drafted him third overall, second overall. Well, and th- you know what I mean, with third pick. Gotcha. Yep. That's all he got to do. And Elijah Mitchell, on the other hand, that's why I like the battle. Y'all right, most Correct me if I'm wrong, right? Like, sixth-round pick, third-round pick, Mm-hmm. Starting court, or starting Love running it. back guy trying to take that spot. He coming for that number one spot. That's gonna be crazy, bro. And then don't count out Jeff Wilson, who's been wanting to be a starting running back yep. for his whole career. Because when he gets the ball and he knows he's a starting running back, his mentality mm-hmm. is different, and we've seen it. Yep. We've seen it when he starts. He's a different mind type of a running back. Oh my gosh, what a problem to have! It's a good problem to have in the 49ers running backs room. 
really it, good uh, friend. another reason why that I said that was because, okay, so like last year, you know, everybody was on Trey Sermon. Like everybody thought that, you know, Trey Sermon um, was going to be, you know, the number one running back or whatever. Mitchell just like, just blew up in training camp. Like it was just amazing to watch, you know, to, to watch. I had no idea that, you know, that's what we was going to get. And he kind of just, you know, staked his claim and, and pushed him out and said, look, I know you were drafted, you know, where you were drafted, but, and I was drafted where I was drafted, but, you know, I'm, I'm coming to take this. And he wound up doing that. And that's why it wouldn't, it just wouldn't surprise me if we didn't have something else like that happen. I got to answer this question on air because yes, you for life one has to know. Have I ever been put in a figure for a leg lock? Nope. Full <laughs> Nelson only. So I, I'm going to keep it a buck. I've been put in the full Nelson only because I let them because I wanted to see if I could get out. You ever, you ever played that game? Put me in that full Nelson, lock the hands and then see if you could get out. Mm -hmm. That's the only way. Boston Crab, hell no. Ain't nobody was flipping me over and trying to put my legs back. Pause. I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> that's what the Boston Crab was. I, like, I don't know. How, I don't know what else to say. Man, fuck all y'all, man. I'm going to kick all y'all off the show in a minute. Um, but nah, the only way I was putting the has any of you ever got in, in any of these wrestling moves? Just curious to know. It, I, I probably got put in most of them when I was a little kid. We used to play like yeah. you know, I had a lot of I had a lot of cousins, male yeah, cousins. For sure. We used to fight like all the time, bro. We yeah. had the bunk beds and we used to jump off the bunk bed. Oh, absolutely, bro. To make it that we were like yeah, I, I made the ring around the beds, bro. Right. I put the yeah, yeah. yeah. It, used to, it used to get crazy. It used to but get I ain't crazy. get put in no full uh, in no Boston Crab. They wasn't gonna be able to do that. Nah. I don't think I, I don't know, man. I, I probably got Undertaker. I don't got TKO'd. I don't got you know what I mean all that off the top rope leg yeah. drop, people's elbow. You know we done. We that's what we did when we as kids. We used to wrestle, fight each other all the time. We got to do a wrestling episode and get what's the name on here? Yes, oh. he's the wrestling connoisseur. Yep, uh, and get him on here and talk about this wrestling stuff. Uh, I'm sure he's been putting all those moves. All right, hey, and you know my homegirl that's on the on the nuzzle bunch is uh Velvet Sky. Huh? I didn't. You, you didn't know that? No. She's oh. a, she's now a host on my show, man. Velvet Sky. Wow. Wow. I mean, damn. What's her football team? Uh, she doesn't really watch, but I think she's uh, predominantly uh, a Patriots fan. Because probably area. predominantly want to say you need to be a 49er fan if you're going to be on my podcast. That's what you should say and then see what happens. <laughs> you know, then we can bring her on the show one time. Yeah, you know, for sure, she'll all pop right. up for sure. That's funny. Um, all right, so back to these camp battles, Peachy, uh, Fair, Mose. You know, you know. You got to take us home. And uh, I'm going to sit back, kick off my shoes and relax my feet <laughs> and party on down to the Mo's Nose Beat because right. this is about to be deep, y'all. Y'all better take notes. Yes. Uh, because there's a lot of them. Not that you shouldn't have took notes from Peachy and Fear. Those rooms were a little smaller. This room is three times those two rooms. Uh -huh. You ready, Mo's? You ready got it, baby. Um, so I got the defensive line uh, position group that's near and dear to my heart. Um, I think we know at least two of the positions are locked down. Nick okay. Bosa, Eric Armstead, Boom. those guys are locked in. Locks. <sighs> um, we'll start with the easy one. 
Uh, we'll start with Javon Kinlaw. Javon Kinlaw for me is a semi-lock. Obviously, okay. he was drafted, you know, in the first round. Um, so he has that first round or around him. Um, and if he's healthy, he's going to be that starting defensive tackle. Okay. Um, but we want to make sure that he not only is healthy, but that he can stay healthy. Healthy. Um, okay. So if, if he can, if he shows us, uh, or if he has setbacks in camp, then our defensive line, Chris Kosarek, uh, D'Amico Ryan's uh, our defensive coordinator, really have to look at the guys behind him and who is going to step into that starting role if he cannot go, right? Um, so who do we have? We have Kevin Givens. We have Maurice Hurst. Battles. We have Hassan Ridgeway. Um, and then we got two young guys. We got Kalia Davis and Kevin Atkins. Okay. I think Kalia Davis, because of the injury, he's probably a wash for this upcoming season. So Make it's really sure. between four guys. It's it's Ridgeway, Givens, Hurst, and Atkins. Okay. Um, I want to see the battle between Hurst and Givens. Mm-hmm. Maurice Hurst is the pedigree guy. He comes mm-hmm. with the name. He comes from a good school. Mm-hmm. He was highly drafted. He was highly recruited. He has the ability we know, uh, but also he also has some injury issues. He wasn't able to stay on the field for us last year. Kevin Givens, we know in spurts, in spots, we know we can get good defensive line play from Kevin Givens. I want to see can we get full games from Kevin Givens. I want to see if we can get 40 to 50 to 60 snaps in back-to-back weeks from Kevin Givens because we still haven't seen that yet. So I'm pulling for Javon Kinlaw. I want him to start because with his size and his tenacity and his just pure strength, he's a difference maker on the field. But if he can't go, then we need to figure out who is the replacement. DJ Jones is gone. My, my twin brother is gone. He's, he's no gone. longer in the building. He so we cannot rely. <laughs> we cannot rely on him. We can't fall back on, oh, if Kinlaw can't go, we're good because we got DJ. We don't have DJ. So we're going to have to figure out which one of these guys behind Kinlaw and Armstead are going to be able to take over the reins at that other defensive tackle spot if Kinlaw can't go. And I'm excited to see the battle between Givens and Hurst. I want to see if Hurst can stay healthy. I want to see if Givens can give me 40, 50, 60 snaps in multiple weeks and keep up that intensity. See, I think in the camp battle, I think Hurst wins it. Like, stress straight off the strength because he's just going to be better in camp you know Mm -hmm. but the question is do you pick this guy because he had the better camp technically yeah but then you got to factor in you know the injury see i see me personally i don't think Hurst. look i don't think Hurst was injured last year i'm just gonna i'm you know what fuck it i don't think he was injured i think he was determined to be injured so that the 49ers can do their due diligence stash him not pay him this much this year, and now he and then they give him a one year contract, and he can go out there and prove himself, prove his worth to the league or whatever, whatnot, by getting the reps that he deserves. Right? I just think that's what the 49ers do. They're really good at finding like players, picking up other people's like I'm not saying he's trash, but y'all know that saying, and then getting those guys coming in here. Next thing you know, they get with Kasirik because look, I heard Charles Menehu said today. On um, SF49ers channel, he said, look, Kosirik is the best coach he's ever had. 
He's really in tune into his players. These guys, these young guys, the Kevin Givens, the the Kalia Davis, who's going to benefit from benefit from that not this season, but next season. But mm-hmm. the fact that he's in this locker room this season with this championship type of defense is only going to make him better. Yo, this team is about to be built for. Yeah. Decades, yo. I got to get to 49ers underscore throwback contribution. Thank you, throwback. So Jimmy will be off this team. Uh, sorry, I hope. I think he meant soon, I hope. Um, Yeah, I don't know. But yes, uh, according to Kyle Shanahan, uh, according to Kawakami, that is what Kyle Shanahan was talking about. Like, listen, he's going to have a physical tomorrow. And then we'll see what happens out of that, right? right. <laughs> like, like <laughs> physical tomorrow. Let's go. Phones should start ringing. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's what they're. That's and then hence the conference. All right, guys. So yeah, man, Jimmy Mose, that defensive line battle is going to be crazy. I like that you picked those two, Kevin Givens. You know, it's another reason why I would have picked those two, bro, because they're familiar with the system, right? Those are two guys. Only one can make the squad familiar with the system. And then right. you got to factor in. You might pick another one, right? So Hassan Ridgeway, those guys yeah. that might be able to come in here and make this thing. So I like how you did that. Take me to the edge, bro. Take me to the edge, man. That's that's this is my biggest camp battle, and this is the one that I'm excited to see. Because mm-hmm. I know who I want to win it, but to me, I don't care who wins it as long as they're effective at what they do. That's what's up. Um, we got a bunch of guys that are ready to like go crazy. And I saw you put that comment up where it says, don't forget a minute who can play inside and out. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. And I disagree with that. A minute who can play inside um, a minute who only plays inside on sub package downs. Um, and m- mainly those are pass rushing downs. Mm-hmm. A minute who is not going to play inside consistently for 30, 40 snaps a game. He's not your run. He's not your run guy. He's not, he's not your run DT. You don't want a minute who, inside all day against centers and guards taking those double teams you want him on the edge because that's where he's best suited Mm -hmm. Uh, but when you have guys like that you have Omenahu who's coming into his second year you have Samson Ebukam coming into his second year and you have an NFL veteran in Kamiko Ture who's excited to be here and is excited to get amongst this tough this is tough you got Jordan Willis Who's who's quiet and reserved, but when he's on the field, he plays so hard, yo. His but motor does not stop. Two we things about back- that, real quick. Hold on. One, they traded for him. Two, they signed him. Yes. Mm-hmm. See what I'm yes. saying? Yes. Okay, keep going, keep going. I just he, wanted to put that he, in there. He wants to be here, and we want him here. And that's two <laughs> things that you need with any organization. Then we bring back Kerry Hyder, who had his best season in the NFL with us back under the tutelage of Chris Kosarek, who you mentioned earlier. So we have so much of a rotation. And you can't forget the young kid we drafted, Drake Jackson, who everybody's saying, even Nick Bosa's like, yo, he can do stuff that I can't even do. Yo. He's just so athletic and so crafty with his body that he can do stuff that I can't do. So we have so many guys. Now, I, I do believe that there will be a rotation because that's how our defensive line works best. We keep mm-hmm. guys fresh. You know, we, we keep coming after your quarterback uh, because we have a solid rotation. Um, so we know that opposite Nick Bosa, those guys are all going to get uh, their piece of the pie when it comes to going after the quarterback. What I do want to see out of this group, which is what, six deep I mentioned, Drake, 
Samson, Kamiko, Hyder, Willis, Omenahu. That's six guys. What I want to see out of those six is which one of those six steps up and really solidifies themselves as the number two pass rusher. Because all of those guys are hungry to do it. All of those guys have the ability to do it. But which one this season is going to solidify themselves as the number two pass rusher? And all the other guys are going to be in rotation. So that's what I want to see in camp. I want to see who's taking on Coser coaching. I love when they show um, uh, that camp competition from the defensive line where um, they got one of the coaches who's snapping the ball and they got two guys mm-hmm. going up against each other and Chris Coseric calls hike. And then the two guys goes and then whoever jumps off the ball faster and that's is the most clean, they wins that rep. We call that I, the get off the get off. I, I love. That's what they I, call it though. That's what they call it. But you didn't have to say that. You see, you see me trying not to say it. No, but that's what he Coseric calls it. Who has the best but, get off? But you see me trying. Man, miss me with that, man. Not to to say it. All right, man. All right, yo. I'm good. I'm good. I love when they post uh video clips of that drill because you see how competitive everybody on that defensive line is. Um, so I, I that's what I'm focused on is I want to see which one of those six guys, you know, within that rotation really takes that leap and solidifies themselves as the number two pass rusher outside of Nick Bosa. I like the way you think about that. I, I'm thinking totally different. I'm like, yo, which which one of these six guys we could stash on the practice squad and know nobody else would take? <laughs> like, that's, 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 that's the way I'm thinking because they have th- – the room are full of salivating dogs ready to go after the quarterback. I see NY to the Bay up here and said, it's quarterback hunting season. And what Mo said is that they want that rotation. If you remember that year, the Giants had uh, the, the year they beat the Patriots the first time, then the Super Bowl when they had Strahan, who was the sack leader that year. But off mm-hmm. the bench, they had Justin Tuck and these mm-hmm. guys. You were like, "What the what?" O- like OCU Mayor. Yo, the Brady had no. Even though Nowhere the game was close, he was getting hit the whole game. Whole game. And so, it frustrated him. And it, and it frustrated him. And that's my point, yo. I'm going on a timeout soon, uh, according to Kali. You know, it's funny because it's not funny, but it is what it is. I'm, you know, I'm going to leave y'all. Y'all go ahead and finish the show. I'm going to Wendy's get me a Strawberry Frosty. I just saw the commercial. I just look blazing. I'm going to go get me a Strawberry Frosty. That'll be my timeout, man. I'm going to let y'all rock out because I can't talk. For some reason, there's nothing I can say that's not pause-ish. Like, well, I, I well, I... I I need you to stay for this one because you mentioned those six guys and who can we stash on the practice squad. I don't think honestly we can stash any one of them dudes oh, because I think as soon you gotta as they be able go, to stash Teray, right? Nobody I, wanted him. Come I, on, yeah, yeah, but I think somebody. And when it comes to a pinch, if they need a veteran defensive lineman, I mean, he was in Indianapolis where he played well, and now he's coming to us where he's learning under Coach Sarek. Mm-hmm. and other teams know that too, like. Oh, he went there and he was under that coach and he got that training. Oh, yeah, we can use him because I know he's got the right mindset because he learned from somebody who's well respected throughout the league. So I Mm. think it's going to be hard to stash one of these guys, which is why D Ford got to go. He has to 
go. He is wasting a roster spot. Okay. And he cannot, he cannot consistently give us anything. I, I, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I don't, I don't have hope, faith, belief, anything that he gives us even half a season. Just okay. like he did last year. He played what the first two games? Never saw him again. Because he didn't play he didn't, when we were in Philly, he didn't play. I felt like he played more, just not a lot. Like he, I no, think he, it was like he, six he, games, bro. Last year? No, 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 no. Okay. I, just, I, I, I don't remember seeing him in Philly. I'm not saying you saw him. I'm just saying I I believe he played in more games than what you thought. And yeah, it was, yeah, it, it was weird. Yeah. Snap, don't. You know, I thought I thought he played a little bit in that Detroit game, and then after that, it was like he might have played in less games. I remember him having three sacks in a small amount of time, and he was on a trajectory to have like he had three punch. sacks last year. Yes, I'm trying to I'll, tell you, I'll like, see how many games he played. Them, you pulling it up? Hold on, let's see. Yo, he did have three it. sacks. What games did he play? That's bad because I don't remember any of them sacks. And <laughs> <laughs> five nine tackles. I can't. I can't with you, bro. He had he had two sacks against Seattle. Yeah, he had more sacks than yeah. So played, so he played. So he, he played, played in, in a lot of games. Y'all y'all. No, he, it, huh? it, it, right now, it's only showing me he played in three games. Okay, I got. So he played right. week one against Detroit. I got I got week two at Philly. No, he didn't play there. Yeah, he did. He was great in everything. He played in Green Three in Green Bay, Week Four in Seattle, Week Five in Arizona, and then Indianapolis. And that was the last game, Indy. Yeah, that's six games. Jeez, do y'all his, remember seeing him on the field? His production wasn't as high as we wanted to, it to be because the way they utilized him, he was limited. They, you I, knew that was going to happen. I but, think I saw him bring out water a couple times on timeouts. He, he, he might have. But he, he either, got three either sacks. Way, either way, he's got to go. He got he got one sack in Detroit, and then he didn't get us get any sacks until a month later against Seattle. And that doesn't surprise me because Seattle's offensive line is terrible. And he got two sacks in that game, and okay. then nothing else for the rest yeah. of the season. And yeah. that was early October. Early, which is not even half the season. That, like you said, you don't That's think a, he a, give you half a the quarter. Season. Yeah. He gives you a quarter of the season. Well, I tell I, you what, Mose, the way I look at it is they got to pay him regardless. Now, you could pay him and not take up the roster spot and still be paying him and paying somebody else. Or you could pay him, take up the roster spot mm-hmm. and hope that he gives you some type of production and helps develop some of those that 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 Drake Jackson like that, those type of a play, those type players, right? Even the Listen. Samson Ebukam. Now I get, I, I love your take on it. I get where you're going. I just feel like why won't now the physicals? I believe the physicals are tomorrow, so he might be going with Jimmy. Like yeah. I, that's all I'm gonna say. Like at the end of the day, Kyle Shanahan said it. They don't expect D4 to be a part of this team anymore. So. You go get I mean, listen. We got rid of we got rid of Western Richburg, right? And we were yeah, still yeah. paying him. Yeah, he was yeah. still on our books after we let him go. Yeah, he's still on he, our books because he because <laughs> he, he couldn't he couldn't play. Okay, mm-hmm. I, listen. I thank you for your time. I, and I'm 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 I don't want to be disrespectful or downplay it, 
yeah. I appreciate your time and what you've done here. You you weren't bad for the locker room. People love playing with you. But right now, we aren't getting any production from you. And I'd rather go with some of these young guys that are hungry, that you know have proven that they can stay healthy, um, and see what they're able to do and keep our rotation strong than having to worry about, dang, do I put Jordan Willis or Kerry Hyder or Kamiko Ture on the practice squad and risk, you know, another good team, say the Rams it's gonna happen. or or the Chargers no. or the Chiefs, somebody making a, a deep playoff push who need, you know, a veteran, you know, edge rusher that can come in that they don't have to teach much to use your athletic ability, use what you already know about the NFL and use what you already may know about our scheme because you've been in a similar system. I just need you to give me 10, 15, 20 snaps a game and rush the passer. They're going to take one of those guys off of our practice squad if they're just sitting there. So get rid of D Ford, keep as many of these six guys that you can to make sure that our rotation is strong. I think there's other ways to work around that. Not to say that I want to keep D4, but I think there's ways to work around it, like putting him on the PUP list and things like that because he was actually injured playing football, opposed to like Kalia Davis, who wasn't injured playing professional football. So he can't go on that type of list. He has to go on some other type of list. There's the NFI, there's a PUP. There's so many different terminologies and names where people can go. I'm not saying that they do this, but I think there's ways to work around that so you still get that guy that can take up that spot and D4 won't take the spot. And then, you know, when it comes down to clearing the waivers off that PUP, when you got to like bring them back by week eight or week nine or whatever it is, then you can kind of make another decision. So I don't know if that's how they're going to go with that. Um, It is what it is. I definitely get where you're going with it. D4 is taking up a spot, especially to develop some guys if he can't be out on the field. So it is, it's going to be bittersweet when he goes, but a lot of people felt like he didn't give us much anyway. And I understand it. I got a shout out to Daniel Calderon because he's a Rams fan. We got we got a lot of bunch of Rams fans that like to join this uh broadcast, and it's really cool. Uh, some talk crap and some don't. This one does. Uh, he was talking crap earlier in the joint, but he says, Listen, value page on Twitter, gotta subscribe. I love talking football with rivals. Listen, we'll have you on the show week four. If you want to be a guest on the show, let us know. We'll talk about it week four, bro. Uh, Sunday night game. Speaking of that, guys, I got a gig that night. Go figure. So we're gonna figure that out. But I'll be able to watch the game. Uh, I got to make that money. Anyway, your run game has to be on point, he says. It's going to be Rams 49ers NFC Championship game. What are your thoughts on this, man? I mean, it's going to probably be these two teams for years to come as long as y'all got Matt Stafford. Once that guy is – speaking of Matt Stafford, doesn't he have arm fatigue? That's not what they call it over there in Los Angeles? Something wrong with his elbow. They don't call it arm fatigue when you win the Super Bowl. Understood. Understood. He said, let's do week four, man. What are your thoughts on this, though? Uh, he wants to know what you guys feel about Debo Samuel real quick because he uh, he wasn't here when we started talking about Debo. So go ahead and talk about that real quick. And uh, I'm going to give my camp battle tomorrow on the Wayne Breezy show. I think uh, Mose will be with me tomorrow. We'll be doing that at 1130 a.m. I'm going to give you two. Uh, and Mose and I are going to go back and forth about those two position groups. All right. So you'll like those two position groups, I promise. Um, what are your thoughts on this real quick? Uh, I think, um, again, not to, they call it arm fitness. <laughs> um, I love peachy's take earlier. Um, but I'm, I'm, am I'm, I'm a loyalty guy. And at least in the beginning of the season until somebody else, you know, shows and proves different that they deserve it. 
I think what Elijah Mitchell did last year as a six-round pick, having to come in week one yep. and fill in for Raheem Mostert when he thought, listen, I'm just going to be the backup. Raheem going to take it. I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn under Bobby Turner. I'm going to learn under Kyle Shanahan, get this offense, you know, spell Raheem, you know, make sure that, you know, he can get a breather, keep his legs fresh, but I'm going to just be the backup. But having to come in and assume number one responsibilities, and he did it well. You know, there were some things that, you know, he needed to improve on, but that's to be expected for a six-round rookie running back. So with what he did last year, I would say going into the season – um, even with Kyle Shanahan saying it's a running back by committee, uh, Elijah Mitchell, just based off of what he did for this team last year, to me would be number one. Um, as, as, Hold up. Uh-oh. You know what, though? You know who's not here this year? Who? Bobby Turner. You know who okay. is here this year? Anthony Lynn. Okay. I like Peachy's take on Terry and Davis Price. Yeah, that makes sense. New regime, new running back coach, tough guy. I'm just so that was dope. So I like that you're going with Mitchell. I'm loyalty guy too, man. I want Mitchell. Mitchell should be the guy. But Bobby Turner ain't here. So like it's gonna get crazy, yo. It's gonna get crazy. But does, but does Anthony Lynn have Bobby Turner cachet just yet? Mm. Yeah, of course with, he did. With, I mean, well, with 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 Kyle. With Kyle. Thank mm. you, thank you, fair. Does, I, so, so does Anthony I, Lynn have Bobby Turner cachet with Kyle? The fact that Kyle Shanahan handpicked a former head coach, made him vice second coach, assistant coach, excuse me, and then said, "Hey, you're gonna run the running backs." I would yeah. say, "Hell yes." The okay. fact, yeah. the fact that he said, "I want you." That 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 right there, like you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying he and I get where you're going with this with the word cachet. We could talk about what that means. I definitely get where you're going with Bobby Turner has the pedigree, he has that relationship with Kyle. He's been with Kyle for umpteen years. But I think the fact that Kyle went out and said, Yo, I know Bobby not coming back. I need somebody that can give me something a little bit different, a little bit more with, with, with an edge. I, I want you, Anthony. I'm gonna make you vice, I mean, assistant head coach, but you're gonna really run these running backs. Give me something different. What can you give me? Go get me Terry and Davis Price, Kyle. Okay, got you, guy. So the fact that he let Anthony Lynn pick that guy in the third round with the third pick of the draft, I mean, the second pick of the 49ers draft, I keep getting that mixed up because we didn't have a first-round pick, is the fact that I feel like he has that cachet, bro. I, I get it, man. For me, can't argue that. W- when I see cachet, I just delete it off my computer, so I don't even know what that is. <laughs> like that. I'm just going to keep it real. <laughs> nah, but I, I, man, I'm, I'm with you, Moe's, as far as like the commi- <laughs> running back by committee, right? But there's a chairperson of that committee, if you ask me, and it's Elijah Mitchell. He, he's the one that is the uh, running back one. He's, you know, he's proven, even mm-hmm. though, you know, we're pretty young in the backfield, but he's the proven one. He did it last year. So until he can't or he shows something different or someone just beats him out, you got to let him rock. You got to let him go. And, you know, to kind of speak on the Trey Sermon thing as well, I just feel like they're going to give him a shot. I don't think that they're just going to let this boy go or or, or get rid of him. I think that they're going to give him a shot before they let TDP go and, and 
you know, kind of show him the ropes like Mitchell was supposed to learn last year. Like they're going to let Sermon show that he can't do it before they move on from him. Bingo. Hey, um, Daniel, Cam Akers? Eh. I'm going to tell you, your best running back is gone. Y'all, got, y'all didn't re-sign him. Sony Michelle is gone. Like, you, you're talking about our running backs. How are your running backs going to fare? Well, I guess we'll have to talk about this when we do the weekly breakdown uh, week four of the season. Uh, I would love to know, like, who are the running backs? Darrell Henderson and, Sam, and, and Cam Akers? And didn't they draft somebody? I can't remember. Yeah, Cam Akers is one. And they drafted a guy uh, that I liked. Henderson, is he still there? Hold on. I think so. Yeah, so they Cam got, Akers, Henderson, mm-hmm. they drafted uh, somebody Iron Williams. Oh, from Notre Dame. Yep. Yeah. See, I be remembering the names once you say them. So they got a, they got a, they got a committee too. I don't think Cam Akers is y'all bell cow. If, uh, you try to make him a bell cow, he gets injured. I don't think I don't think bell cow is the new way of running in the NFL anymore. I think there's only a, there's only two in the league right now. Derrick Henry. And that's one I'm trying to think of the other one. Cause even Cleveland got a committee. Who's the other one? Jonathan Taylor. They got a committee though. Like Himes and what's the other guy? They, they spell them every now and then. You don't think not what it, his numbers dictate last year. Understood. Understood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Got you. No, I got you. I got you now. Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to be interesting to watch. I think the 49ers, uh, Najee Harris is going to have to be the bell cow. He's going to have to be. He probably shouldn't be, but he's going to have to be. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, And so, yeah. You know, the 49ers are going to be fine. I like, like Peachy said, in that running backs room, it's going to be really interesting. We got this kid that went undrafted that I'm dying to see what he does in camp. Like, because he can beat out (laughs) – he could beat out some of these players, man. So um, what a great show, man. Let's wrap this up, man. Uh, we gave him two hours tonight. I like this. We're back to our regular scheduled time. PG's back over here sweating. I'm sweating. Everybody's sweating. It's just hot. Y'all, it's still summertime over here. But we do thank y'all for our tuning in. We appreciate you guys. Uh, let's do final thoughts. Let's go around the room, around the horn. We'll start with Moe's Fair, PG, and then I'll bring y'all home, baby. Thanks for tuning in, too, by the way, if you guys got to jump off. Yeah, appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Listen, we're getting closer to football. Training camp is starting right around the corner. Um, you want to stay tapped in the Nitty Gritty Niners, Wayne Brizzy Network, because uh, we coming with a lot of heat this season, um, giving y'all a lot of content. Listen, I can't wait till week one. Me and Breezy going to be in Chicago going absolutely insane, making sure we get y'all content, uh, doing the sizzling Sundays, going around to the restaurants, doing the tailgate. Uh, so listen, just just stay tuned in, stay tapped in, love and appreciate y'all. Dope, dope. Um, Breezy, I wanted to steal like a couple minutes if I could. You can steal as much time as you want, fam. Um, just because this this past week, you know, as y'all know, I wasn't able to join the show last week because I was in uh, Orlando, and uh, all my travels, man, I uh, came across. We were on our way to the airport, and beforehand, usually every time I go south, I got to make sure I hit up Waffle House, right? That's like my little tradition thing that I like to do. And uh, this time I went there, um, me and my boy that I was traveling with, uh, we got into Waffle House and we order our food. There's this young kid who just got there. He's literally drenched in sweat. 
uh, just came in from the outside and his manager uh, talks to me. She's talking to us and she's like, yeah, this kid right here, man, he just he just got into work. He walks 40 minutes just to get to his first bus. And when he gets to his first bus, he has to get on another bus and another bus. So he takes three buses. And um, then after he gets off the bus, he has to walk another 25 minutes just to get to work. So he gets up almost uh, two and a half hours just to be able to get to his job that he's working at. And um, I don't know what it was, man. Just hearing that story, seeing a young kid coming in, sweating, 16 years old. uh, You know, it just hit me a little different. And I don't know if my mom was talking to me. I don't know if God was talking to me at the moment, man. Um, but, you know, just talking to the manager and seeing the, the you know appreciation that she had for this kid. She's like, you know, I've been telling him that he needs to do what he can to try to save up and get a bike. But he just doesn't have the money to do it. And right then and there, man, I don't know. Like, again, something just came over me and made me go out of my way. Uh, me and my boy. Jumped in the car. We were in a rental, so I didn't really have a, a big enough car to be able to get a bike in there, right? But we went into uh, the, the closest Walmart we could find. Uh, ended up seeing how much the bikes would cost and, uh, you know, paid for a gift card to that would be able to cover this expense for this kid's bike along with any taxes and a, a lock if he needed to do that. Um, so I went back. uh Walked in the Waffle House, man, and spoke to the manager, asked if I could speak to the associate. She's like, of course. So I took him outside and started talking to him, man. And just a life-changing experience for myself. Mm -hmm. A very emotional experience as well. I don't want to talk too deep about what me and him were talking about. But just seeing the dedication, the motivation that this kid had at 16. This kid um, goes out of his way and does all this to get to his job because... There's, you know, he's one of the people that's providing in his household at only 16 years old. He has three sisters that he's helping to provide for. And like he said, I'm not able to, um, you know, pay for this, pay for a bike or, or, you know, even really transportation sometimes because, man, I'm in a position where the money don't even go into my pocket. It instantly goes on the table to help feed, you know, my family. So, again, man, I just kind of you know, was compelled to like help this kid. And, you know, after having a conversation with him, this kid um, goes out of his way and ended up doing summer school classes the last two years, just so he could graduate a year earlier. So he could work more. Wow. Like, bro, this kid is 16. He's a senior. It's going to be his last year. He's going to graduate 16 years old. And again, it's just so he could be able to work to help support, you know, his family help support and put food on the table. And, you know, it, it's, it's a wild situation because as we're having this conversation, the kid says, you know what, man, I have, you know, I'm very prideful. It, it sounds like a lot of us as young kids, right? I'm very prideful. If you would have asked me to do this for me, I would have told you, no, he said, but the fact that you just went and did it is it, something different because you don't usually see people that look like us help each other. Mm. And that just hit me a little different, man. It hit me some crazy way. Again, like I said, y'all know, man, I lost my mom recently. Um, I, I'm not a overly, you know, y'all be doing the sermons and all that. I can get down because I, I went to church as a young kid, but I'm not an overly uh, churchy, spiritual person. But I definitely do have my own relationship with God. And, 
you know, it's something that I just want to share with you guys to let y'all know that, you know, go talk to people, have these conversations. And when you're moved to do something for somebody, don't second guess that intent. Don't second guess or think about like what this could do, because I have people that are contacting me now wanting to also help and asking me if they could send me money to go ca- help cash app this kid. So I got his contact information and I've been each time somebody reaches out to me, I've been forwarding it over to this kid. So, you know, at 16 years old, seeing that motivation, seeing that hunger and that drive, man, it just moved me to do that. And I just want to share that with y'all to let y'all know that, you know, take those steps and, and help out if you can. I love it, yo. Love it. Mad respect to you. Everybody's saying much respect to you, man. Yeah, look, that, whew, that's yeah, a story. I don't want to be crying and stuff, man. But nah, was, man, like you I, said, it, 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 it touched you. You know what I'm saying? And uh, right. I, I was always taught from my mom that it's, it's better to give than to receive. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Because your blessings come when you least expect them. So you could have gave, you know, uh, a friend of yours half of your sandwich or or, or something really small. Mm-hmm. And you just doing it just out of the kindness of your heart, because, you know, it's something that you wanted to do. And it's something that you were taught growing up. And, you know, you just you felt like it was the right thing to do morally. Right. Next right. thing you know, you're being blessed 10 times that later on down the road. And you'd be like, dang, what did I do to deserve this blessing? Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's just it's from you having the type of heart that you have, bro. So I'm hoping that, you know, more people like you do some of the same things. I know we would. But that's who we are on this show. We we definitely give. Um, But I, the fact that you did this like just willingly, like without without a doubt, without a question in your mind, you went and figured it out. You, you covered this. You did this. And like the kids said, man, you know, most most black men are prideful. I don't care if they 16, 66, doesn't matter. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's just this kind of what we were taught to be. Nah, I could do I could do it for myself. I, I, I could. Nah, I got this, you know, and um, dang, what a way to end the show. I appreciate you, brother. I love you for that, man. And uh, I'm sure everybody out there does as well. They're giving you many accolades out there. Um Final thoughts, Mose, Peachy, is there anything you want to say to go on with that? I think mean, you're on mute, too. There you go. <laughs> I just want to thank everyone for hanging with us and for just being with us. And speaking of that, everyone who has been with Nitty Gritty Niners since the beginning, you guys are amazing and have helped bring others to our show. Um, we are all 49er content creators on all different platforms and we do things individually our way, show to show, you know, whoever out there. We're all trying to bring you guys the news the best that we know how and to also mix it up, have a little fun. Um, it was put on my heart after seeing some things on Twitter. It'll be real short. I just want to say that just remember that everyone out here who's bringing 49er content, I mean, they're they're all doing the best they can. There's, there's no right way to do it. There's no wrong way to do it. It's all about basically just keeping it real. And as long as, as you are real within yourself and real with what you're bringing, regardless of, of who, you know, who you root for, who you don't on the 49ers, 
at the end of the day, we're all just trying to do that. The last thing that you're going to see here on Nitty Gritty Niners, what we do is we are not going to put down any solitary content creator at all. It's right. not going to happen because we look at everyone as being family. And to, to us, we're all just a huge 49er family. So it's never going to happen. We're not going to disgrace a content creator. We're not going to, to um, do anything. However they choose to bring their content, they bring their content their way. And we're going to bring it our way. And what's made Nitty Gritty Niners grow and continue to grow and to be successful is that's what we do. We bring it our way. And because we just have these feelings in our heart and we know how we want to emote it and we want to know and, and we know how we, we want to present it. And I just had to say that um, I've been seeing a lot of, of negative things about um, content creators on people's shows, kind of, you know, kind of side talking a little bit. And I just want you to know that to, to us at Nitty Gritty, we're all family. And we're just all trying to bring the news. And, you know, um, that's what we try to do on our way and keep you guys informed, give our opinions that we have. Because at the end of the day, no one knows what's going to happen with the 49ers. It's all a guess. It's a guess to everyone. That's why they have such a thing in the National Football League and in the sport called breaking news. Because you have things that just pop out of nowhere that you do not expect. But I just want to let you guys know that we appreciate you guys rocking with Nitty Gritty Niners. We hope that you continue to rock with Nitty Gritty Niners we're going to have a fun season, you guys. It's going to be a lot of, of fun on all our platforms, all our shows, no matter what. So, I'll say, I'll say this, Peachy. Uh, if they said something about us, but they ain't say it to us, then they ain't said it. <clears throat> Got you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it like that. If y'all said something yeah. about us, but y'all couldn't say it to us directly, y'all ain't say it. Because y'all not going to hear... Like PG said, y'all not going to hear any of that negative stuff over here. And also, let me say this. If we disagree with a take, that's an opinion. And we may not all disagree. Mm -hmm. I may be the only one that disagrees with somebody's take. Mm -hmm. But that's also not hate. That's just a disagreement of an opinion. So they have an opinion. We have our opinion. We may disagree on somebody's take. That's not hate. So don't try to say just because we disagree with what we heard from somebody else. Oh, that now we're hating on them as a content creator. And that's right. not what Peachy is talking about. We're not talking about uh, difference of opinion. We're talking about specific bad mouthing, hate speech, mm-hmm. that that talking out the side of your neck stuff yes, yeah, exactly. that you will not see here on this network, mm-hmm. but other people are doing it. But if they doing it about nitty gritty and ain't none of us heard it directly, mm-hmm. you ain't you ain't said nothing. So straight like that, straight like that, straight like that. And, and the cool thing about um, this show is uh, you, you and you like that. That's the cool thing. That's the coolest thing to me. Uh, I know everybody out there says it feels like that they're family, but y'all have no idea how, you know, I feel like you all three, you three and Miss Debbie, um, you guys are family. I know Miss Debbie doesn't come on many of the shows, 
but she's holding down nitty gritty just as much as mm-hmm. each and every one of she us is. So much Man. in the background. That um, yep. We have no idea yep. why we give her her flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to do better at giving you guys your flowers because you guys hold this down. You know what I'm saying? Each and every week, each and every day, you guys hold it down. Everybody out there, man, just keep watching. You know what I'm saying? The best thing you could do is just keep sharing the shit. That's it. That's it. We're, you know, we're, we're all trying to do what it, something that we're passionate about. Many of us have other jobs and things that we have to do and things like that. Some of us do this for a living, but just keep sharing our stuff and just keep watching. You know what I'm saying? Like that, if y'all stop watching, that means I, I, we have to figure something out. Like, you know what I'm saying? But the fact that y'all keep tuned, y'all stay tuned in, that's most important. We love y'all. I love y'all. Listen, most importantly, here's the thing, right? Um, Somebody asked about Jimmy Garoppolo. Somebody said, I took a nap. I woke up and Jimmy was still on the team. Listen, go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, just go back to sleep. And wake up tomorrow around 1025 Pacific Standard Time. All right. Well, excuse me, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then you might have a different answer. All right, guys, it's been a great off season. I'm so glad it's over. I could wipe my brow. This has been rough and tough, but we made it through with our Afro puffs. We are good to go. Season starts tomorrow. They report to training camp. You be there. Now, listen, tomorrow, Mose. I'm doing a special giveaway. Shout out to Miss Debbie for the donation. I'll tell you what it's going to be. You know, I'll tell you what it's going to be tonight. If you want to win. Two tickets to training camp on the 27th. Woo. You better tune in tomorrow. They'll be randomly given away. Shout out Uh-oh. to Mr. That's my book. Nice. Right. So we're going to yep. give them away tomorrow. Two uh, training day tickets to the uh, July 27th. All right. So make sure you tune in tomorrow. 1130 AM modes. We're going to be here. We're going to do some more, a couple of more camp battles. Two specific ones that... I can't wait till tomorrow. All right, guys. Love y'all. Stay Press up. Press conferences stay. tomorrow. Press conferences tomorrow, 11 a.m., guys. That's probably when you're going to hear about the Jimmy Garoppolo news. Y'all stay up, stay faithful. Listen, thanks for watching. Got a little announcement. And I just want to thank you all. Thank you so much for tuning in the stream. Be sure to subscribe to the channel and don't forget to smash that like button.